Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. I'm PJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. What you got here? New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Hello. Hello. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Woo! Hey, Clint and Brett. Hey, Brett. Well, it's the end of the most entertaining driver spotter combo in the history of NASCAR. I just want to say thank you. It has been an amazing ride. Appreciate all the memories you and Clint have made throughout the years. A lot of entertainment, a lot of great memories. Clint and Brett are by far the most entertaining duo on the radio. And I want to thank you both for just being your one-of-a-kind selves. All the lighthearted moments that made me laugh every race on the radio. It has been entertaining, to say the least. I have laughed, cried, and cussed a lot. I first started listening to you when you were a spotter for Elliot Sadler. I followed you over to the cup side when you started spotting for Clint Boyer. Um, over the years, I think for me, Martinsville a couple of years ago was um, my favorite memory. I partied for a good week straight after that deal. So, When Junior retired, my favorite driver became Clint. I was pumped about cheering for Clint and listening to him and Brett on the scanner. I have to admit, I was not a very happy camper when the news broke, but knowing that Clint will still be a part of the sport just from a different perspective made it better. Looking forward to Clint on TV and uh, looking forward to hopefully hearing Brett on the scanner some next year. Brett, I wish you luck in whatever you decide to do. And uh, best of luck in whatever comes next. I wish you both the best in what the future holds. Uh, A lot of fun. Definitely going to miss you guys. I wish you both the best of luck. I hope they have a big cooler of beer waiting for you guys in Phoenix after you guys finish the race. Thanks for all the great memories. Love you guys. Holla. Holla. Hi, Dad and Clint. I know this is y'all's last race together. I have a little advice for y'all. First, do not hit the wall. Second, do not lose a lap and third, bring us from a win. Well, you guys suck. <laughs> Damn. I was really Ooh. waiting. I didn't want to look to you. It was after, so I could see if you were crying or not. I wasn't until you played that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a hell of a ride. Oh, big time. Good, good stuff. Appreciate that. Let's talk about something fun. Jesus. <laughs> oh, let's listen to it again. No. <laughs> let's play it back. again. No, I'm good. Play it again. Let's hear it. I want to see Brett cry. 
I'd like, I'll give a shout out to those fans. I messaged them to see if they would want to send in a message. So, Philip Schmitz, Michelle Riston, Andy Lasky, Amber Bitten, and Lala Moore. Also, we have one more gift to bring out. Oh, uh oh. I hope it's not booze. We got enough booze around here to start a bar. I was going to say, we literally have a bar on the table right now. <laughs> Mississippi Gift Company. What Guess is what? This? I got news for you. It it's more like booze. booze. It's, in a, it's in a brown bag. It's a. Uh, that's usually a sign that it's – there's another shot glass. That's not good. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, cat head. Oh. Pecan vodka. Jesus, people. Dude, seriously, <laughs> look at this. It's, I, I got to be honest. Does that say cat? I think, we drink, oh, I think we drink too much. <laughs> Sriracha cheese straws. Hey, what state is this? Holy cow, Brett. They got your box right here. What state is this? It says Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. They got some southern. Mississippi. Southern. Southern trash. <laughs> I got all kinds of goodies. I got sriracha. Did you get some, straws. Some, some pecans over there? Yeah. Fiery, tasty. We call them pecans. Fiery treats that turn flavor. What'd you call pecans? Cravings on high. Pecans? We call them pecans. 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 pecans, pecans. pecans yeah. What you got, Hannah? White trash? Uh, same thing, Brett's. Oh, no. I got some bourbon. Bourbon nice. praline. Pralines. What you got, Fred? Oh. I got chocolate-covered pecans. Pecans. There are so many glasses and bottles of alcohol on this table. Like, how are you even moving your arms? Like, look, you can't even see Brett's face right now. <laughs> There's so the, much liquor. Thanks for the snacks now, though. That's good. We got some yeah, food for it. Some drunk food. We your are, sriracha man. cheese straws are going to sit super I mean, well. I literally have three choices right now, right in front of me. And that's just that I can reach. You know? So this was all from Lala Moore. She's one of the biggest Clint Boyer fans yeah, she, I know. She, she, she awesome. tweets a lot, too. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, uh, i got to spend some time with her next year when I'm not spotting all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, man. Hey, I'm uh, TJ Majors. <laughs> Spotter of the 22 cup car, the, the 99 pinball. and um, you're, you're the guy that kept Kevin Harvick out of the playoff, man. If he, if he gets to your bumper there. He's locked in. Instead, you're locked in. He's locked out. He not, Oh, were you talking about Kansas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Brett Griffin spotter not for sorry. <laughs> Clint Boyer's final ride this weekend at uh, at Phoenix. Feels weird saying that. Feel like it should be Homestead. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun week. I actually texted his dad this morning when I woke up. Pops, who is truly one of my favorite people. Was in he the awake? World. Oh, Pops is an early riser. Say, Pops been up for he's probably hours, telling probably. somebody out Pops of is an early riser. He's heading back to, to Kansas. And uh, I just texted him to let him know I was thinking about it. Man, obviously an emotional week for all the boyers out there. And, and Clint's had a lot of people touch his career on his final ride. You know, I mean, you, you look at a guy who was in the Cup Series for 16 years, obviously Xfinity Series before that, Arkansas before that, raced all across the country. Like, they, these guys have the ability to touch a lot of people's lives and hearts, and and I think that's what this week is. That's what it's cool, you know. I mean, obviously it's one guy hanging up his helmet, but at the end of the day, Freddie touched a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, what's up, Freddie Kraft? Spot for Bubba Wallace. It was awesome yesterday. I didn't even realize this until I saw the picture this morning. But for Pops, Flint Hills Towing Company was on the side of Clint's car yesterday, which I think is is incredible because obviously that's where it all came from. You know, that's where where Clint's you know, funded Clint's probably early days of racing. So just awesome for them. I mean, you can't, for one, I've said this before, Clint is the owner, general manager, president of Team Fund. Me and Brett are just happen to be the co-captains. 
but you're not going to find anybody more fun than Clint Boyer, and I know where he got it from because Pops is a <laughs> blast. I mean, if you ever get to have a conversation, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. You're not going to – you can't have a conversation with Pops without crying laughing. I mean, it's it's impossible, but – yeah, it's gonna. It, obviously, it's we lose because I mean, I, I, my God, I'm scared to death to know what Clint's gonna be like next year with without having to drive. I hope to God he doesn't ever call me. But um, but, but you guys, you, you you don't know what you're getting ready to get in for for this guy being in the booth every week. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah, Clint. Uh, Clint, the entertainment level is gonna be high, uh, especially if you know you give him a five hour before the race or something. It should <laughs> it should be really high, but. Yeah, you're right. His dad's pretty, pretty hilarious guy too. He's uh, he's one of the guys that would always venture around. You'd always see him around. Try. He stopped by the route. He's spotted a couple times before. Uh, funny guy though. I um, there. You know, two guys that really stand out are uh, Jimmy's dad used to be a pretty funny guy, and Clint's dad both hilarious. Are you man. saying Jimmy's dad's not funny anymore? No, nah, he's funny. <laughs> Gary, he's got Gary's the best name because really his nickname man. is literally Big Johnson. <laughs> That, I mean, that, remember they made all those shirts from Myrtle Beach and buy Big Johnson shirts? Like, his nickname is Big Johnson. Well, also joining us today, the return. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Glad I could uh, glad I could make it back. Glad it's on a Monday at 930. You know, what happened last week? scheduled time. What happened? Should we uh, clarify? Your producer, Jason, told me that I didn't need to come in because it was a Thursday Who morning. Who has parties on a Wednesday was night? That, was... Apparently, people that everyone, when everyone works in NASCAR, you have midweek parties. And my luck, we ran into Wednesday on that week. Were you sick or just not feeling good? I was a little hungover. <laughs> oh, well, that's why we had the hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm laying in bed and I like had... Te- Oh, fortunately that wasn't me. Dylan, maybe, but so you're hungover. Wasn't morning. Dylan blew a motor. No, wasn't yeah, morning. Dylan s- blew a couple motors. <laughs> oh, wasn't morning Dylan sickness. Was so we can throw that out. Yeah, there for, for now. all the wonderful people that tweeted that, it is not morning sickness. We love when you actually show up. Yeah, me I too. Know. <laughs> me too. That seat's got a. Better be careful sitting there. I don't know. I traded it with Freddie's, so. Oh, well, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> no wonder I've been gaining weight. Son of a. <laughs> Oh boy! I gotta. Uh, we oh have gosh. just for the record, we have alcohol everywhere. Hey, let's count this. One, I don't two, even know three, what happened. Apparently, we drink too four, much. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey, eight so, bottles of alcohol. Hey, 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 listen real quick. Dylan left his coffee cup in here. Should we, Should we spike, spike it? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Should we do that? Let's do it. Who? What do we? TJ, what do we put in there? TJ, you're the one that came up with the idea. He's gonna taste it. Yeah, that's, that's, what, sh- that's the point. <laughs> Look at look at Which Jason. You want to do, do it? That's gotta be that one. What is that? Pecan vodka. Pecan. It's not pecan. We're Open not Yankees. Thing. Stick that in there. Someone like needs to lock the door. Hurry up! I don't, uh, here, <laughs> TJ, take the top off. <laughs> I don't want to. I can't believe this is I happening. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm not this kind of guy. <laughs> yes, yes, you, you are. are. <laughs> How much do we pour? <laughs> oh! All right, that's good. That's good. That's All right, good. mix it up a little bit. You gotta mix it up. <laughs> take the swig. Is that good? <laughs> no. Oh, it doesn't taste like pecan, I can tell you that. I'm about to go get him a <laughs> coffee now. Okay, can oh, we Jesus. somehow be recording him when he comes back in? Holy esophagus. <laughs> My Here, esophagus is No, it was on that. Jason, it was over there. Jason, it was on this stool. This stool. Other stool. Right there. Right there. No, Jason, right you there. suck at this. Is he coming back? I don't. I think I think he's going to notice. I, I hope he, <laughs> he'll be back, but he's, he's taking a few phone calls, so. 
But anyway, so we have a ton of a uh, ton of alcohol. I don't know. There's bottles everywhere. We have Andrew and his wife dropped off a basket. Their son Thomas. They listened. were big owls last night. They were big owls. Their son Thomas listens all the time. Freddie doesn't said. remember. So, I mean, I, I remember seeing yeah, him. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I actually um, I forgot to bring the little gift card in. I'll bring it next week so I can call them out. But somebody shipped me a box, case or whatever you call that Jason just got of White Claws as well. So <laughs> you ship White Claws. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. It, so my wife's really happy um, that she's got some White Claws now. Let that sink in. I've got to give I've got to give a shout out to um, we have a, a group of fans. The forty three card does called. Uh, 43 group on Twitter on Facebook. Sorry, that's your family. And, that's and, creative, and, man. And they uh, they sent me this <laughs> bottle of Richard Petty whiskey here. And I mean, these guys, these guys, literally, like I don't even know. I think it was Kansas. They they raised six or seven thousand dollars to get a sticker on the car. Wow. Like they they raised money for the team. So I'm just going to give a shout out to them guys. Um, Brian Snare is a buddy of mine. He him and his son Mitchell come to a lot of races. But Brian Snare, Kevin Heeb, Michael Schaefer, Scott Sinclair, Marissa Taylor, Jim Pulley, Ryan Ewing, Matt Martin, Amanda Hurst Beersley, and Freddie. my buddy that's, Brian Snare. That's, that's a lot of names. I know. I'm just reading them off. Oh, Wait Brian Brian Gojean too. These yeah. guys these guys are I mean, these guys are pretty cool. They I mean I, I interact with them a lot. I do have some bad information for them today because they've been wearing me out about coming back to the forty three. And I can tell you for a fact that I am not returning to the 43. Where are you going? I don't know yet. Is that because of the new guy they already they, signed? Or? They, they've, <laughs> they've decided to move on and go to somebody else. So That's uh, not how that happened. That's how it happened. That is really not how that happened. Um, they decided to move on. Well, they knew that You've I was. You've been in here for like a month going, Denny's awesome. Denny's great. If I he, love Danny. If you uh. don't sign me soon, I'm gonna be on the other side of that deal pretty quick. <laughs> I swear, CBS this morning's that hit was gonna be you I getting was announced, just sitting in the car. Yeah, like when they invite the car, yeah. you think I was gonna be sitting there. Uh, we're working on something. We're we're pretty close on that deal, but uh, but I can unfortunately say I won't be returning to 43, which is Are which, you one or two zeros off. Or? Yeah, <laughs> one zero off. We're just one zero off right now. We're working on it. A couple commas or what? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like I said, the, my time at the forty three has been great. Them guys are all great. Um, that team, I love them guys, Baxter and and Joey and all them guys. So uh, it'll be sad to move on from them, but hopefully the future's uh, pretty bright with old B Dub there. Yeah. Well, that being said, we had an interesting race. It actually happened on a Sunday this weekend, so that was cool. Yay. That was nice. I'm so glad um, my race was really quiet. Just nice, quiet race. Mm-hmm. Finished <laughs> yeah. third. Nobody even knows. <laughs> You didn't wreck nobody. Didn't touch Unlike anybody. Saturday. I ran out Dude, of freaking tires. Liked- Easy on Saturday. No, that was Friday. I went Friday. there Saturday. Yeah. I liked Bubba's tweet that he said he literally hit everything but the pace car. And Kip gets on there and goes, yeah, please don't make that a goal next time you go on the racetrack. He called me last night. He's like, or I called him on the way home. And I was like, he's like, I bet I didn't make you any friends up there today. And I said, no, I, it does, that's fine. There's, I'm pretty big up there, so nobody's going to move, move me around. But, like, we had – we had we be- literally hit everybody on a racetrack. I think yesterday. I think you hit Stenhouse the hardest. Oh my gosh! Was that you? Not- you can't enter against the wall in the one you and don't make think- the corner. You don't think you can just I, ship I, it dude, in there like five cars too deep? When and I look down, when I look down, I instantly got excited because I saw how blow bubble was, and I saw a car on the outside of my there. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just knew something was going to happen when I've he went him, in down there. So we were like stuck. Two of them were like side by side for like <laughs> 10 laps in front of us. And I knew he was getting ready to pull the pin. Pull the pin. And the, the hole opened up on the bottom. And I seen him. I'm like, 
about to start finish line, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. The hole opened up. You mean <laughs> like, the hot dog stand where we went through to get down there? <laughs> he went. He grabbed the hot dog on the way by. <laughs> I couldn't believe it looked like the hot dog stand was closed yesterday down there. I mean, it was. yeah, it was. Oh, but I guess they were goodness. serving them to fans in the grandstands because I saw a lot of fans tweeting. Hot dogs. Hey, that reminds me. What was the whole deal about where they made all the spotters take the stairs and not the elevators? I didn't see that sign, thank God. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I didn't see that sign. I skipped that. I only showed up on Sunday, and I didn't see that sign. Thank God. But you know what sign I'm talking about? Missing the spotter of the 14. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I did the stairs on Friday. Was there a lot of them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a long way. Like, it was. It's a, gotta be. It's <laughs> gotta be twelve flights. I don't know what it was. I, I I'm not even sure I can count that high. Um, there was a lot of stairs. It was straight up too, because Martinsville's grandstand's pretty tall right there, and yeah, it was a long ways. I got to the top and I was like, "There's definitely a few of these guys that are not going to make this." So you so, were thinking about me. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention names, but yeah, Freddie, you crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed my mind. Um. There's a, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot. You need to leave I an missed, hour. I missed that sign all weekend, I think. Where was that sign at, Hannah? I don't know. Someone tweeted it at us that said, hope you guys are going to make it up this. And that was a picture of the elevators, and it said, no spotters on elevator. And it had NASCAR, you know, sig- like signage. Oh. And then it said spotters this way. And it was the spotters, the and it was straight up the stairs. So thoughtful. <laughs> I was Get your like, phone out, Jason. Apparently they're putting you guys on a weight loss program. And Freddie, how is how is your Halloween costume? Yeah, great Halloween costume, Freddie. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. I actually thought up, I, I truly thought he stole my socks. He, I was so, like, that's so, all I was worried about. So I walk in, and Brett had been on the trail for a while. So uh, I walk into the house, and Clint's the first one to see me, and he falls on the floor laughing. He's dying laughing. And it took him about a minute to realize what I was. Was this Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got back from the truck race late. And uh, no, Xfinity race. And uh Brett walks in. I I was like, "What's up, Brett?" <laughs> he looks at me and goes, "Where'd you get that sweatshirt?" <laughs> I'm like, "What? Like you don't know what's going on, do you? Are those my socks?" <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't think you know. Are you not putting this together yet? Like- then I saw his, he had a gap between his teeth, and I was like, I think you're me. <laughs> Is there not a picture of that? It's oh, on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, it was it was fun. I, me and my wife were sitting on the couch like three weeks ago, and I was Megan's like, we always go to Brett's for Halloween because they have a great deal where the, they take the kids on this trail through the backyards of a bunch of houses, and. uh She's like, what are we going to be for Halloween? And I'm like, I don't know. What? I'm not a big Halloween guy. Like, I don't like to get dressed up. And uh, I'm like, well, hell, it would just, let's just be Brett and Claudia. <laughs> Dylan, how's your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, is it warm? Is it warm? No, <laughs> we didn't oh. pee in it. We wouldn't pee in it. No, I'm not gonna Would pee we? in it. You ever seen Van Wilder? <laughs> it might be spiked. It might be. It, it might, might taste be a little bit like pecan. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my it's got god, some pecan vodka. It's got a lot of pecan vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was waiting for him to go. <laughs> now he just found it. Drink like a champion. Oh, oh, so anyway, wow. so we're sitting on the couch, and I said, 
She's like, what are we going to be? I said, I don't know. I said, hell, let's just be Brett and Claudia. I said, I'll be Brett. You you dress up like a nurse, be Claudia. So then <laughs> the trick was Megan had to go over there Get in the afternoon. Clothes. Like, no, she was there. She was there at 2 She o'clock. was there at like 2 o'clock. So she's like, what the hell am I going to tell everybody why I'm dressed up like a nurse? I'm like, just, just tell nurse, them I'm yeah. going to be a doctor. Well, see, Freddie laid all the groundwork for weeks. He was like, I'm going to be Dr. Fauci, yeah. who has obviously been the COVID doctor that Trump's going to fire when he gets elected tomorrow. <laughs> right? So Freddie always keeps saying, wait do you see my outfit. I'm going to be Dr. Fauci. So he walks in, and I'm all confused because I'm like, you're not Dr. Fauci. Why are you wearing Gamecock stuff? Like it, it, until I saw the Gap 2 thingy. I was completely clueless. How'd you and do I that? Was like, just color in. I so I I can't believe it, but I thought like you, I could get some fake teeth with a gap. Like I thought they'd sell like yeah, Michael Strahan teeth. teeth. Like, yeah, like Michael Strahan teeth, but they don't. So then I <laughs> searching for them, I come across some stuff called like it's like tooth paint. Yeah, it's blackout like, paint. It's like to black out a tooth. Like if oh, you want to nice. be a pirate or something. So I was like, well, hell, it. I'll just use that. And I just I was just very happy. Literally, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I was so, I was scared to death because I spray painted my beard orange. And put that gap in there, and I'm like, I hope this shit comes out because if not, I'm gonna look like Brett tomorrow. Too. Like, <laughs> like, you should have worn a Martinsville. I'll be Brett on the race tomorrow. But look, it took me about an hour to get that stuff out of my beard, but the gap tooth <laughs> come right off. Thank God. Oh but my God! It was it was it's fun. It's fun to have fun. DBC listeners, I need your attention before we kick this thing off today. If you love the show, we have an important request. We can't do this show without our sponsor, OfferPad, and we need to show those guys some love. Please go log on to OfferPad.com right now. Get a cash offer on your home. Even if you aren't ready to sell, the housing market is booming, and it's worth a peek to find out how much your home's worth. We've been to a lot of OfferPad markets recently, including Birmingham, Alabama, Charlotte, Dallas, Fort Worth, and now Phoenix. They are all great areas to live in. If you are ready to make a move, OfferPad also has tons of markets across the U.S. Go check them out on OfferPad.com. Yeah, when you're on OfferPad.com, please tell them we sent you by selecting the NASCAR option in the How Did You Hear About Us question. And before we get started, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor of OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad, the new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or, if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. All right, time for spot on, spot off. We got a lot of these today. First one being Chase Elliott wins to make the championship four after pit road troubles, including a rescinded over the wall too soon penalty. I didn't even know that was a rule until it happened. Freddie, you can start. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like at the time, I was like, look at this again. Here we like Chase Elliott gets a penalty. They take it back. Went back and looked at it, and I got to give credit. Uh, I text my buddy uh, Justin Feeds, Fiedler and uh, Rick James there, James Houck, to ask Rick who. James. Rick James. Rick James. Rick <laughs> um, Put your shoes on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said that the Jackman's name was TJ Semke, and what an awareness deal this was. This guy jumps over the wall too soon and has the wherewithal to jump back over the wall and reset his penalty, apparently. I didn't know that was a rule until I looked it up last night. So, I, I, But, I mean, 
this guy just saved their season, basically, essentially. Yeah. Like, I mean, this guy just – I don't even know – this has never happened before I, that, that I can recall. Uh, yeah, I mean, spot on. It's the right call. I didn't – I needed to go back and look myself. When you see it, you're like, ah, uh, but when you go back and look at the role and if the guy goes and reestablishes himself, it, it kind of resets everything there. So I, I got really – I got no complaints on it. Spot on for getting the right call. I mean, they – Chase winning kind of erases the missed one in Kansas because, I mean, if you win, you're in. So he didn't point himself in like he would have lost a ton. He was in a must-win situation anyway, and he would have been even more of that situation after if he would have got a penalty in Kansas. But uh, right call, spot on. Uh, Chase earned a spot. I, I just think it's almost crazy how fast this car is at road courses. And it's like they took that speed – because they dominate road courses, right? Dominate. Dominate road courses. And then yesterday, they pretty much had the best car, hands down. I mean, this guy went – he lost the lead, what, three times on pit road? Come in, lose the lead. Next thing you know, he's back in the lead. And what do he win by, TJ? Three seconds? Four seconds? Yeah, probably at least. I mean, he's he's gone, he essentially. He's gone, yeah. He's in a different freaking zip code. So, if, if they bring whatever it was they brought to road courses in, in Martinsville in terms of speed – Phoenix won't even be close. You got to assume this is some kind of like because we've seen this at Martinsville before, and I, I I've seen it firsthand this week. Guys that are good at road courses are good at Martinsville. Like I don't know what if it's the braking package that tra- like AJ Allmendinger is obviously one of the best road course racers in the sport and is really really good at Martinsville for whatever just, reason. I think you it's know, the slow corner stuff. They yeah. just get in a good rhythm and they know how to attack that stuff. Yeah, well. like I, yeah, and and obviously you saw yesterday with Chase, like he's dominated road courses and he was the best car there yesterday. So I don't know what that is, if it's the brake package, if it's just something like driver ability that, that lends itself from road courses to Martinsville. Jimmy Johnson is no slouch at Martinsville. Struggle to stay on the lead lap. Yeah. One a time. Yeah, you look at it, I look at it like I think – They've come across something. I think they've found something for road courses, and it's made Chase an excellent road course racer. Um, car is super fast. I think if you put AJ in that car, he's gonna, oh, he'd be gone, like gone. AJ, AJ is good at road courses. AJ can take a B car and run and make it an A. You know, obviously, I think, I think they've come across something, but I think it's made Chase really good at road courses too, as well. So, I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with that. And it, it, it's spot on for the sport too. I mean, by no, by all accounts, Chase is our most popular driver. He's going to win that award for the next twenty years probably. So, to have our most popular driver in the in the final four is just a, a win win for NASCAR. It's close with Joey this year. You almost got him. Almost snipped him <laughs> out. <laughs> next one here, Kevin Harvick's last corner move to attempt a pass on Kyle Busch which leads him to miss the championship for after a nine-win season and entering the day 42 over the cutoff line. And I'd like to play this clip from last week's show about talking about Kevin Harvick going I said there was no way. Here we go. He'd fall out. Kevin's not going to miss it. I mean. He's 45 to yeah, the good. He's 45 to the good. He has to have. I mean, he could if he He's got to crank his car. But. Um, he can't miss it. I mean, he can miss it. Nah. There ain't no way. There's no way. You can make up 60 points. There's no way all them guys yeah. jump him, though. They'd all have okay. to make that many I'm points. just saying. I mean, he could go into turn one and somebody uh, 50 I don't know if he watched. I don't know if he watched. A 50-something car could miss the corner. It'd still be extremely hard I don't for know him. It would be. <laughs> he pounded the fence pretty good on Sunday. Um, I can, but Kevin's not going to miss it no matter what. I would have lost a house payment. I would have lost your house payment and my house I would have probably lost half my 401K. <laughs> I would have bet half my 401K 
I'm glad I didn't speak up right there at the end. I just kind of rolled that he with it. would would not miss this thing. I mean, I did not think Kevin Harvick would go to Martinsville and not get a single stage point and finish what? Well, he finished. He was going to run about tenth, probably. He finished seventeenth. Whatever that bonehead move was, crazy, crazy man. Like a, I just didn't see it coming. I didn't see the move that made they cut the tire or whatever. He, I don't know what happened. I didn't see how he cut his tire. I just yeah, saw the yeah. last contact the last. with Kansas. Oh yeah. Oh, so you want to talk about the end? <laughs> I just said if I thought anyone was gonna have a bad day, it was gonna be Hamlin. After they wouldn't let him change that travel packer in the back of his car, they made him go green with a travel packer in there. And then he came down and it and was fine. But if anyone was gonna have a bad day, I thought it was gonna be Hamlin. I didn't know that. Why would they let he's, him he's, adjust the car? He's still great. After it goes through tech and all that. So, yeah, so I guess I he had a travel him... packer in, I think, the right rear. Yeah. And they found it on the grid, went to NASCAR and said, can we change this? He said, that's going to be an unapproved adjustment. You're going to go to the back. Yeah, and so, 100%. So, yeah, Gabe Hart was like, sorry, dude, you're going to start the race with the travel packer in. And during that first caution, they came down and pulled the travel packer. Yeah, I don't think that's a huge deal. Like, they... Tire taint. What a tire. great call. What, I mean, what a great move. <laughs> tire on changer that part. pulls that tire off and they can yank yeah, that stuff pull out. It. Yeah. But uh, as far as the move at the end, just trying to get in. I mean, I don't know why this is uh, this has happened before. I was going to say, shouldn't be a surprise. I know. I don't. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, Trevor Bing, we could probably have him on here and he could probably tell you. I was spotting for him that day. Yeah. Here he comes. What happened? Uh, what happened was Kevin. So was we blowing had, up was, or something, right? He was blown up. And he was running. He was right in front of us, and uh, we had a green. It was two, a green white checker, so we went green. I told I told Trevor. I said, "This four is desperate. Uh, just be heads up." So we go green. We go around them, and they all wreck in the first turn. Kevin doesn't do nothing. He goes from wherever he was running mid pack to last, and they when they got to last, they realized, "Oh, shit, we're out by two points." So now they all right reset the field. Uh, we 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 didn't get we didn't get to the the, the mark or whatever. It's fours back in front of the six. I'm like, oh okay. I said, be careful here because now he knows he's going to be out. I said he's going to be desperate, and we go to go around him, and he just turns right and wrecks us and half the field behind him and makes the chase. That end of the race right there because that it was, was the last. It was the green white checker. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, that was it. So and that was yeah before the green white checker rules. So that was that was the end of the race, and. Uh, I'm like, wow, that was impressive. So I, it came to me as no surprise that that he would be willing to do that because that got him. He, I don't know, he didn't win the championship that year, but he it got him to the to the final four, and he had a chance to win the championship that year. And it just, you know, it had no. I couldn't. And what a stupid move! Like, you had the opportunity to move this guy up the rate. Like Kyle moved up. There he was only about a half a car length, one car length back. I'm getting the three. Kyle moved up and gave him the bottom. You had the opportunity to go in there. Like, if you don't want this to be less obvious. Just go in there and punt Kyle on entry to three. Like, move him up the racetrack and be gone. But when you're coming straight down the front straightaway and you just hang a right and wreck the guy, and don't even get it done to where you, like, at least if you're going to do that, make it happen so that you get in the chase. Like, get that point back from him and win the – I don't even know if he had the tiebreaker or not. I assume he did. But, I mean, this – this I mean, whatever. It's just chicken move, as usual. You can see in the mirror at the Talladega Dome, he just lie, he lined Trevor up. But, I mean, I, he was doing what he needed to do to get in, man. But That was 2015 for reference. Yeah. yeah. But, in my opinion, he had 500 laps to get it done in that race. And everybody had the same chance. Everybody had the same chance to race that race. And they just had a bad race. And they missed it. So, that's the way I kind of look at it. Like, you, we all have opportunity – 
when that green flag drops to go and win that race and make the best race for ourselves that we can. So when when Kevin Harvick was eliminated yesterday, guys who I respect a lot, Rick Mast, Elliot Sadler, not Casey LaJoy. <laughs> I'm kidding, Casey. Uh they were tweeting that the regular season champion should have a bid to the championship, people. That is essentially a nine-week buy is what they're insinuating. There is no f-ing way in any sport <laughs> I'm giving anybody a nine-week buy. Yeah. I mean, he had three weeks to get to the next round. He had a gigantic cushion when he came into this round. He started off this round with a second-place finish. The last two races didn't go well for him. They had speed. They didn't yesterday, but before yesterday, they had a ton of speed. Uh, he hit the wall, obviously got in some water at Texas. Um, how can anyone in sports think that it's okay to give somebody a nine-week bye and put them in the championship? I get we're racing 40 guys. I get all the things, all the elements. But he already had a huge advantage that I didn't agree with, as did Denny Hamlin, as did other guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of this gigantic cushion that we give these guys. I'm all about a first-round bye. You give them three weeks off. Okay, three weeks. Boom, you're in round two. Congratulations. But the four-team – is they're deadly. They're crazy fast. They got nine freaking wins. Yeah. Um, I and, and Rodney's a badass. Kevin's a badass. Tim Fita was a badass. They're all badasses. But I'm not talking about Kevin Harvick specifically. I'm talking about we can't give the freaking regular season champ a bye all the way to the championship race. I, I thought Dylan Dylan Welsh text uh, tweeted last night. He had the best analogy. We'd be celebrating this in most sports if the 16 seed goes out there and beats the one seed in the NCAA tournament in the first round. That's celebrated. Like I mean, that that and that's essentially what happened. This this Kevin Harvick gave himself a big enough cushion to where he should have had a bye into the finals. Like he, what was it, forty something points, sixty 40? something? I thought. So, uh, I, I know uh, forty going, forty two going into Sunday. Yeah. So I mean, forty something going into Sunday. He had a sixty something start to the three rounds, and they just didn't perform. They, you know, I mean, obviously, unfortunately for him, he was the first one through the mist there at Kansas, uh, Texas, and hit the fence. Kansas, how big is Kansas? Not, I mean, he was by far the fastest car at Kansas. And not being able to get around Joey, that package there, um, is obviously huge now. And then yesterday they just weren't very good. You can't – the last – we have a three – no matter what you do all year, it boils down to these three races. Kansas couldn't get around Joey. Texas, you finished 16th a no, or one stage point, I think. last Yesterday, 17th, no stage points, no speed. Listen, if you can't perform when it counts, you, you don't deserve to be there. I'm sorry. This was a Game 7 moment. That's what Brian France wanted when he created this this format. And this this was a Game 7 moment. And now we got another Game 7 moment coming next week. And, and I think I think knowing Rodney, they'll be the first ones to tell you that they, that they, they didn't get the job done. I mean, obviously they want to be there. But they, they expect more of themselves than going out there yesterday. And forget the cut tire. They weren't good. They weren't good all day. No matter where they were, I mean, they they probably were a seventeenth place. You know, they they run a little better at the end before he wrecked there. But they they were not a very, they were in no contention whatsoever yesterday. Every point counts, man. People want to get on. People want to get on Joey about racing hard for every point that you can get. A guy, the favorite probably for the championship going into Phoenix, and the entire playoffs, the favorite nine wins this season, is not racing for a championship. Because he missed it by how many points? Well, it was one. it was one point before the wreck. Yeah. yeah, I know, but he was going to miss it if he crossed the line where if he, he was beat, supposed if to. If he beat Kyle Busch, 
he was going to make it. I know. That's what I'm saying. One point, one more stage win, beats us at Kansas. He's in. He's raced for a championship and probably going to be probably the favorite. He, uh, hands down. I, so, he's still the favorite. He's not even in the championship. He's so, the favorite to win a race. This is why, you know, we, and I say it every single time, Joey's a hard racer at times, but you have to race for every single point that you can get. Because Kevin Harvick is going to miss running for a championship this year and possibly his second second championship, right? Have you made you, – you mean, look, you're living and dying by the sword here, so I'm going to ask you, have you made any enemies going into this championship race that you're worried about if you catch them, how hard they're going to race you? I'm not – I I'm, expect everyone to race hard, man. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, you expect the guys to know to realize, you know, there's four guys race for championship. If, if two of us are racing really hard, you kind of – you hope a guy just kind of doesn't play a factor and let them race it out. It's a championship race. You race for this all year. I don't feel like we've been in – I don't feel like we've held anybody up or done anything to anybody that would deserve to be in the way at Phoenix or, you know, for the championship race. I don't I don't think um, – Watch out for my guy. <laughs> <laughs> your guy. Your guy, is he going to enter turn one down on the flat? I say watch the entry of one. <laughs> but, I mean – Bubba's raced us hard numerous times since then. Cost us a stage point here and there. Um, he's we've he's got his point across. I feel like and not yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Most people are very respectful in the championship race. You don't want to be that guy. Do you think this is going to be a racy race? I don't know if I can see Phoenix being like Homestead, where the top four guys can be. I mean, they just turn the wick up. At, you at think Homestead. we can battle? Like, do you think we can truly go to battle at this racetrack? I think we can a little bit. I think the last race there was okay, um, decent. Uh, we held Harvick off there. He was a little bit better than us, but we were – he was hard. Like, Marzo was pretty tough to pass at times. I think it can be, but it's not going to be the you're, – you're not going to see the, you know, the move around lanes as much as you, as you saw in, like, Homestead. Homestead has, what, four lanes, five lanes of racing? You're not going to see that stuff. But, I, I mean, a uh, late race restart, man, <laughs> it's going to be a battle. Pit stops, restart, track position. Track yep. position, 100%. track position, track position, track position. So, speaking of which, um, the next one here, after early contact with the 22, the nine-team radio says, we're going to wreck him here and next week. He's an effing hack. He drives <laughs> like that every week. TJ. <laughs> I really don't know what this is coming from. I think I – think we went down into one, and Chase was kind of pinching us a little bit, and that's what guys do at short tracks. You pinch each other down there to slow the guy down so he can't get off the corner or get in through the corner. Um, that we were racing for the lead, and and if I was watching when that race started, I don't know if you guys looked up front, the eleven and the nine were beating bumpers off of people, chopping, hitting, pushing, and to have a little contact that actually didn't even do anything to you know get. Look, I know those guys are under a lot of pressure. Everybody is in that race. Um, a lot of pressure, but who 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 said this? I believe it was Alan Guptison on the radio. It was it, nine team radio. It doesn't surprise me. I, I mean, it is. What I'm, did did they wreck you yesterday? No, nobody oh, wrecked anybody. Weird. <laughs> nobody had it. I mean, I can remember when he did. So I don't understand is. You know, yeah, everybody, we're racing at a short track. And if anybody should understand that racing at short track, sometimes guys can get a little hot and maybe slide up and destroy another guy. Maybe something like that can happen. 
Um, but it's short tracking, man. These guys are all racing. There's a lot of beating and banging and stuff. And, and Chase was very aggressive at times, and he needed to be, and he did what he needed to do to win the race. But I don't know. Maybe just not push the button. Just you guys still won the race. Jesus. How many times we got to say it on here? Don't talk about it. I mean, if you're going to say something, if you're going to talk about it, you're not going to do it. That's well, that, the, the thing about it is. is it's not the driver. You know what I mean? This oh, is, yeah. It, this isn't the driver, so. But it's all good. I mean, it, it's just short track racing and and on to the next one. Uh, Eric Amarola says, he shoved us in there so hard we had no chance of turning. Even if we would wanted to, he'll pay for that. Mark it down after Clint Boyer pays him back for an early race spin. Mark it down. You, Mark it down. You got seven days <laughs> to remember this. Not even seven. <laughs> yeah, that was six. Mm, six. So there was contact earlier between the 10 and the 14, and the 14 spun out. Eric was inside of him, and Clint just kind of acted like he wasn't. And because Clint thought he would give the position up because we had cleared him twice. And was at, this into one? Yeah. And at the last <laughs> second, he would dive back inside because we were on the outside, and we cleared him, and he would break, you know, Banzai getting in the corner, Kamikaze getting in the corner. And so – I'm saying inside as he wrecks us, and he wrecked us, and Clint got mad. And Clint didn't say much, <laughs> which that's kind of how it goes. That's if you're if you're going to do something, you don't talk about it. Don't threaten me with a good time. Show me a good time. Um, and so Clint caught him later on getting into three and got on his bumper and never lifted. He sent him. You know, he didn't wreck him, but he sent him up the track. And I guess Eric's response is that, that he's going to mark it down. He's going to pay for that. Well, I'm not sure if that means he's going to try to whip his ass or if he's going to wreck him. But you better hurry up because he's only around for he one might more un- week. Maybe he's going to unplug his mic next year. There's, there's, <laughs> only, there's only one more week left in the season. <laughs> so I watched the wreck into one, and, <laughs> I mean, it was – Clint ran him down pretty low yeah. and, and didn't – I mean, I, Clint's uh, – on it these last couple of weeks with throwing some blocks, man. <laughs> they, he, so that happened. It, the same thing happened in the three. Like same. You said, yeah, you same said same exact thing. Like Clint ran him down, and then they got Clint. Got, I thought he was going. to I didn't even realize because I thought he had got a good enough run off a of four to where he was going to be fine. And then I was, we were behind that, so I wasn't looking in one. And I seen Clint backwards. I was like, oh, guess he didn't get clear right there. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Inside, inside, inside. Hold the brake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I get was watching rolling. that, and I was like. You know, man, I wonder. I wonder how that whole communication went, and then you could just see Clint. You know, when you can see someone almost get pissed, yeah. and how they drive. That happened, and we were sitting in the garage watching the race, and I was like, "Oh, well, Clint." And Clint, then a couple, fifteen, twenty laps later, sends him, and I was like, "Yeah, Clint." You can tell when Clint well, Clint's drives whole thing pissed. was, "Hey, it's lap seventy-four. I'm right. your teammate. I've cleared you twice. Like, let's not race we each other like complete d bags." And but hey, man, that's what makes Martinsville Martinsville. That's what makes short tracks watch. exciting. Uh, we 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 got punted by our teammate, whether it was whoever's fault, right? Uh, we punted a teammate. Then we hit the 41 later, and we shot him up the track. And I went down there to Andy Houston, who's, who's a former race car driver, cup driver. Drove for Cal Wells back in the day. And I went down there, and I said, hey, man, Clint said to tell you he didn't mean to, mean to hit you. And he said, well, I, just so you know, I called him a <laughs> And I was like, well, we'll never recover from that. Like, I don't know how we come back from that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. We're back. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> the, the funny thing is about the spotter stand is, and in my twenties, I was a different guy up there, right? I mean, I started. I was like twenty five when I started cup spotting. Um, 
the funny thing is we can get to each other when we get mad. You know, drivers can do what they did. They get to go banging each other with their cars, but we can physically get to one another when we get mad. I don't really get mad anymore, I don't think. Not like I used That's to. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> That's a <laughs> Good times, Hannah. I guarantee you, when your car was sliding sideways, going around, you were not happy. At Martinsville? Yeah, anywhere. At Martinsville, I literally was like, huh, I wonder if he can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying inside right I there. I guess that, I mean, Clint did kind of make that decision himself, <laughs> but there's probably been times when somebody's ran into you and you didn't like it too much. There's been times. Been times. I've been upset before. I mean, you hit that one guy. Chicago, hit- said, Chicago <laughs> said you were real mad one day. Yeah, I, I tried to break his sternum. Wasn't that in Texas? That's yeah. That's how hard I hit that guy. I hit him as hard as I could hit him in his chest. Absolutely, like I'm not lying to you. As hard as I could hit him is how hard I hit him. I'm owning it. We had a meeting the next day before the race, so this happened in a bush race. Uh, I was spotting for Hermie Sadler, and 27 seconds after the caution came out, this guy pile drived Hermie, and we were running fifth. So. That was about the 10th time that guy wrecked one of my guys, and I, I lost my temper. Again, I was young. The next day was a cup race, and they had a mandatory meeting before the cup race. And they put in place a no-touch policy on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> there is now a no-touch policy up here. You guys are not allowed in any way, shape, or form to be aggressive physically toward one another. If you do so, you will be immediately ejected from the event, and your hard card will be taken that's Courtesy not really of- true i saw a rib shot happen that never got ejected <laughs> in a cane oh it was a cane end race maybe that doesn't yeah. count so but but <laughs> but we did have a rule instituted and it's gone away oh, it's now gone we can, we can start back hitting each we other we can start hitting each other again well if they fight on pit road why can't we fight up there that'd be fun yeah yeah i think you guys need to have like a roof cam <laughs> just let spotters go at it yeah i grabbed another guy we one got time. a kim cam why can't we this, have a this guy was spotting for mark martin and uh, they were going out of back at New Hampshire. And we were right on the verge. This is when it was only 10 cars in the chase. And we were right on the verge of making it, not making it with Elliot and, and Robert Yates guys. And they got out of the back, and I'm like, check up, check up, check up, check up. Wham! Mark Martin just absolutely destroys my race car and turns us backwards and knocks a whole rear clip off. And I went down there to his spotter, and I grabbed his button. And I was click, 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 click. Does this thing work? Does this freaking button work? Can you speak to this guy? I'm losing my absolute mind. And – we were about to have a major problem, and Bob Jeffrey, who's a great friend of mine, he tackled me, get him, get me off of it. <laughs> Who was spotting for Mark? I don't know. Is still up there? Some dude named Eddie. Oh, so he's not I had him at Chicken Wing. Yeah, I was mad. No. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I'm over that, though. I'm 40-something now. Lies. I'm on blood Lies. pressure medication. I'm no on way. Pressure. It keeps me way more calm. That's a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. 100% a lie. Let the Gamecock quarterback, whatever his name is, throw an uh, interception at the time and, and watch Brett go absolutely. Why don't, we let, why don't we swap cars at Bristol in that race there and see what Brett does? Put Brett in my shoes. Yeah. What, what do you think happens? Well, he just got to go on his podcast and just MF Chase Elliott all day long. I promise you, Brett was leading that race. And – his car got destroyed while leading, uh, uh, coming to the white flag or whatever it was. He's not going to be very silent. Don't say who's calling me, but look, top. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> oh, we'll say it on the next show. We can't give everything away on here. <laughs> Wouldn't understand it anyway. No. Need a translator. Was that your ringtone that was just going off in my ear? Yeah. 
My phone was ringing. That was cute. What is that? Did I thought it was Jason pick? playing yeah, like some. One here. of your girls picked that. I hope. <laughs> that was a that was a NASCAR legend, was it not, TJ? Yeah, yeah, been very well known. Very, <laughs> uh, social. Very funny on social media nowadays as oh, well. I know who it yeah. is now. he's a legend. I think. Uh, yeah. Former Daytona 500 winner. Is he coming Absolutely. this week? Is he coming this week? No, not this week. Oh yeah, he's coming to the racetrack this week. Yeah, we'll tell you guys more later. Sorry, we're teasing you. Sorry, Anna. Sorry, Anna. I need a beer and a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had some else to throw at him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's go, Hannah. Keep us rolling. Oh man. <laughs> So, truck race. Zane Smith says, if the 18 doesn't wreck the 99, this is on the last restart. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, if the 18 doesn't wreck the 99, he may be the biggest kitty cat in the world. I don't think he said <laughs> when, kitty cat. He did not. When Christian Eckes lined up third with Rhodes second for the final truck restart. Did he use the P word on the radio? Yeah, he did. Wow. Who was this? This was Zane Smith. What is he lined up old enough to him. use the P word? Oh, what is he, 22, uh, 21? What was he 22? running fourth or fifth? He needed yeah. a, needed a clear path what there. A, what a <laughs> shock that 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 I can't believe that uh, Eckes kid didn't do anything. I mean, who would have ever thought that? Yeah, I'm know. also collecting all my bets from last week's show when I said that this kid is not going to do anything because he talked about it. And yeah. Like when you talk about it, you don't do anything, and he proved me right Unless once again. You're from Pageland. If you're from Pageland and you talk about it, you'll you'll do it. <laughs> you're I don't know. I mean, he he did shoot. I don't know if it, you guys watched truck race or not. Freddie did, but in a turn three, come to the white flag lap, we get down behind Grant and Finger in second, and Christian's third. Christian drives into three and just uses us as his breaking point. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Shoots us in the Grant, and this was going to be into my rant later too. So I went back and rewatched the truck race on TV too, and I don't think the announcers, the broadcasters, were at the racetrack, were they? Uh, Not for the truck race. No, and that's this is the thing. So I'm sitting here listening to to, to Michael, and I love listening to Michael call race because he's very um his his terminology is very funny and and uh, very, it's entertaining. I enjoy listening to Michael talk about you know guys getting angry and what this guy is doing and stuff, and he's just a funny guy. But we get hit hard, and the TV cameras don't catch that, and hits us into Grant, knocks Grant up the racetrack. We go up the racetrack. Christian drives around us in the 18 truck. We go back into one, and Ben's like, okay, well, you just ship me up the racetrack. I'm going to send you up the Did racetrack. Did you just so say ship you up the racetrack? Ship, like you ship your paint. Oh, ship. Ship. Um, and we, we run into the back of him, and, you know, Michael's on there going, oh, the 99 just hitting everybody. Well, Michael, we just got plastered in a turn three. So what would you do? Um, you know, but as far as I'm not sure what, you know, Zane's had his fair share of run-ins this year. He ran us to the flat like Clint would have at uh, Texas at Vegas this year. We were all the way under the apron trying to make a pass with Zane, and we had to lift because we were going to either wreck him or wreck ourselves, or, or wreck him or lift, and Ben lifted. So I would probably keep that in mind before you go making comments. Well, for context, too, I think Zane and Christian are really good friends. So I think it was more like calling out his friend. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure they're good friends. I didn't know that. Well, I, yeah. I could have told you. Well, I did tell you last Thursday that Christian wasn't going to do anything to the 99 because you can't talk like and and he had the perfect opportunity. Like and then on top of that, he's already mad about last week. So then the night, you know, he moves the 99, 99 comes back and moves him. At that point, if I'm that guy, I'm going a I'm wrecking the hell out of this guy. Like I'm going to like if he shit me up the track again, 
me up the track. You ship your track? Uh, you know, like, what more excuse do you need? Like, if you don't stand up for yourself at some point, you're just it's just going to keep happening to you. So, I mean. That's exact. I'm not saying it like, again, I'm not saying right hooking somebody is the way to do it, but everybody's different. It's been done before this year with other drivers. They've handled it that way. I'm not. That's not the way I would have done it. On iRacing, I probably would have done it that way, but I wouldn't have done it at a track with a dog leg in real life. That's just, it's a scary situation. But look, man, you can't use the guy up but so many times before he snaps and has it, and that's it. So don't do that, basically. So it is what it is. I don't know. We'll see. Zane's got to run for a championship now, so we'll see. All right, final topic here on Spot On, Spot Off. Uh, Tony Stewart said that the driver development program for, quote, another OEM ruins the driver's careers. And Toyota's David Wilson responds by saying that most of these young kids who look like rock stars at 13 are never going to sit in a NASCAR cup car. Brett. I mean, look. What happened with this again? So this is. So I think this was around the time that Briscoe announced the the Ford. Yeah, because Ford basically grabbed him. And developed him all the way up to a cup car. And Tony Stewart basically called out Toyota saying, Toyota's snatching and grabbing all these kids at 13 and then has nowhere to put them. So they just sit for a couple years and whatever and then ruins their careers basically. And they, you know, run a late model for six races and then hands them off or they put them in the funnel and then they're losing. Yeah. They're losing I mean, their, that's, their drivers. So they, who's the last Toyota guys that it came up? Jones and Bell? Bell, Jones, Byron. But, Byron Suarez. wasn't. Byron was just a KBM Suarez truck kid. Suarez wasn't a Toyota guy. Yeah, and yeah. Byron wasn't either. Suarez had twenty five million of his own money. I think it was basically Bell is the Bell's real, the, the last, last real Toyota kid to come through. Yeah. There used to be. Uh, I mean, Deegan Ford, was, and then Deegan. <laughs> Deegan. Ford has done Ford. a really good job with their program in the past. They've they've built a couple. I mean, Blaney, Reddick was a Ford guy. And uh, now they got Briscoe. It's almost when they and you know Cindric's moving to a cup car as well. He went. He did the ladder. He went trucks at Ford, Xfinity at Ford. And now he's going to a cup car. Um, they they Ford does a really good job developing the guys, and it's not like a it's not a one and done thing. They're committing to Austin again, and they've committed to Chase as well. They've put Chase in other races as well. That's why Chase is a decent road racer now because he ran that Mustang. He's been running that Mustang when he's not racing the Xfinity car, I think. So, you you, you got to look back to Roush, and and it was Chase Briscoe, Ty Majeski, Austin Cindric, Ty Majeski, and, and essentially they're saying these are our three guys. We're going to pay for them to get some experience here, and essentially evaluate them. Right? You can A to A them, and, and if they're all driving the same car with the same crew chief, R.I.P. to that sixty man, right? So, like, and, and you look at, obviously... I did a few races with that car. Ooh. Obviously, Chase has made it to Cup, and we know that Austin's going to Cup. So, I mean, what Ford's doing is working. I mean, we've always said, you know, Toyota has four teams. And Kyle Busch ain't going anywhere. Denny Hamlin ain't going anywhere. Martin Truex ain't going anywhere. Um, the, the, the kind of the car number that kept swapping around there is... The 20. Know, was a 20 with Kenseth yeah. and Jones mm-hmm. and now, ultimately, Bell going in there, right? So, um it's they do have a lot of kids and not a lot of seats. They're not lying, and they rotate. It's almost like they don't have, they don't, they're not, they rotate a lot. It's like okay, well, this kid's the next kid. See what he can do, and it's like one year and you're done. I mean, I, I think Toyota has been very good to Harrison Burton, 
Um, I think Harrison's proved himself, though. I think Harrison's definitely. I said, right. I think I said it last week that he did. Back-to-back winner at two completely different tracks. Yeah. yeah. Obviously had a lot of success early in the year. Um, I'm, I'm friends with his dad, Jeff. Uh, but I think – And his uncle. I think, I think Toyota's – I think Toyota's really behind Harrison. You know what I mean? But here's the question. What do you do with him after 21? So – if I can add to this, I raced for, I was in the Toyota program for a short period of time where they grabbed me at like 17, 18, kind of said I was too old already, put me in three super late model races for David Gillen and said, you've got three races and that's it. And if you can't make something happen, you're done. And ultimately I didn't make something happen. It's like, how do you take someone and take them to three different racetracks out on the East coast that they've never been to with a team they've never worked with and you got to make something happen. And but it's like that, that concept, which at this, like I said, at that, but, but that was would it you, for me. Would you, would you have rather that not happen? No, not by any standard. Like it was, I was so glad I got the opportunity, but it's like, whoa. You know was, what I mean? Uh, it's putting kids in these situations. Was Scott Speed and AJ both Toyota guys when they at Red Bull? They were. Yeah. And I almost Bull feel. Red Bull. <laughs> I almost feel like those guys had it. That they needed, they were developing. They just needed a little bit more time. They I think were they, not ready for what they got put into. No, and brand I think, new team. I think Scott was just starting to figure it out when he had the plug pulled on him, yep. and then it still wasn't ready when AJ got in it. He wasn't at the level. He wasn't able to take it to the next level. But they could have developed him. He was yeah. going to figure it out. Um, I think those two guys probably could have had long cup careers if they'd been developed a little bit more. Well, yeah. I think like if you compare even like Chandler Smith and Raphael Lassard, both in the KBM trucks, they got in in the same years. And Chandler Smith, I think, is just learned a lot faster than Raphael Lassard. Like they're the same age, just people just learning at different. But I mean, but still, has got to win. It still goes got to win. It still goes back to Tony Stewart's comment next year. All right, you got Harrison Burton, you got Daniel Hemrick, you got Brandon Jones. Yep. If they all go out there and set the world on fire, or if one of them sets the world on fire, which in my opinion Harrison's kind of doing right now, he's not yeah. in the playoff and he's winning freaking playoff races. Yeah. We know how hard drivers try in those situations. You can see it in their driving. You yeah, can something's see clicked but, in the but, last. But Harrison Burton goes out and wins seven races. What are you going to do with him? Where's Where he gonna are you going to go? put him? Where are you going to put him? You going to fire Danny Hamlin? Right. Might have a spot soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Harrison is on path if he goes. I think something opens up for him. I don't know what they're gonna, what their plan is with him, but uh, at some point, he's got to go somewhere, or you're gonna lose him. But I, he's definitely developing, and this is a, this is a scenario that one of the older guys might, you know, look, this is it's time, and they there's some teams out there that have shown that they're not scared to make a change. Look at Rick Hendrick, man. Like I mean, when he hired Bowman, age, he hired Bowman. Ever. I was like, wow. Bowman, yeah. wow, what a, what, a, what a big opportunity for a guy that really hadn't proved himself. And you look at Byron, you're like, all right, extremely serious champ, won some races. I get that. And, and now you're looking at this guy who's completely rebuilt his stable, average age is 26 years old, and he's loaded he's, up. He's got yeah. freaking Kyle Larson. He's got Chase Elliott. He's got Alex Bowman, who, by the way, runs up front everywhere. He's had the best quiet season you'll ever have in Cup. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Bowman, in his last two races, haven't been – you haven't seen his name in the top one or two a lot, but he's been quietly been irrelevant. In and he's run two extremely smart races where if things went bad for a couple of the guys, it, it, he was going to be in. He needed some he needed some help and he didn't get it, but he's had a quietly good year, man. And like you said, though, man, it's a a youth movement over there. You, you you look at it too, and here's the crazy part, the best part about the Kyle Larson move 
is he pushes Chase Elliott. Right now, Chase Elliott's on his own island over there. Like, he's yeah. the fastest guy every week. He's contending to win the most. You know, then you got Alex right behind him, you know, consistently running top eight. Then you got William kind of floating around that top ten. Then you got Jimmy that's unfortunately not relevant. You know, uh, you're bringing in world-class talent with Kyle Larson. Yeah, 100%. You, you immediately elevate – your program in that car. You in find out opinion, how freaking look at the forty two since that guy haven't been in it. In my opinion, you're gonna now you're gonna have you're gonna have two current A's and two B's, I think. I mean roughly I migrating type. You got an A plus an A. I, I'm sorry, A. man. I mean, Kyle Larson's an A plus. You Chase, got an A plus Chase is too, in my you opinion. got an A with, with him. You to me, right now, I mean, I would not have said Bowman's gonna go out there and outrun Byron as much as he has, but he I, is. I, Alex has been doing good, man. I agree. They've been doing great. I think you're gonna see more emphasis put on the Cup Series from Toyota than than you do now. Um, I, I've heard some rumors about them maybe scaling back on some of their ARCA stuff and, and some regional stuff and putting more emphasis. I think you, you talk about where's a where's a, where's a place that these guys can go next year. I think obviously not next year, but twenty three eleven twenty three eleven is going to be a multi car team in a hurry. I would assume um, probably as soon as twenty twenty two when the new car comes out. So that's going to be a place that, that that could be one or two or who knows how many. I mean, Danny, you know, Danny, when Danny's in on something, he's all in. And and if if the funding's there, hundred percent. If if the funding, it might be there, a seven car team when yeah. Danny's done. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> if the funding's there, he can run as many as he wants. And that that's I think that's going to be an outlet for some of these young Toyota guys to you know the the Chandler Smiths and, and the Harrison Burtons and. It's going to be important for that team to run good. And if Bubba runs good, the sky's the limit for the oh, yeah. expansion and. And our sport in general, man. If that team runs good, we're going to have a lot more eyes on it, and it's awesome for the sport to have you know to bring that attention to them. And if it runs good, man, it's going I'm, to be great. I'm going to go out on a limb right here. Better be a big one. And I'm going to say that if you wanted to sponsor Kevin Harvick next year, you could probably find a race to sponsor him. I'm going to say if you wanted to sponsor Chase Elliott, I think you could probably find a race where they <clears> they would need sponsorship a race i think if you want to sponsor bubba wallace next year i don't think you can didn't they just come out with a presser that said that that they're going to commit to someone for like 20 races and they have no they're having a hard time finding races to put sponsors on the car they wanted a primary for like 20 and then they're having a hard time denny's quote was that uh we funding we have (laughs) we have an inventory problem not a sponsor problem which means, which is incredible. Which means we don't have any. We races. have more stickers and cars. Yeah, yeah. That's what which that is means, why people. you need to add a zero, buddy. If they, I mean, they're. If, if, <laughs> I think they might run okay, but if they don't hire me, they're going to run like a bag of shit all year. I think, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> Do they have any other job opportunities over there? <laughs> they got a res. They, you can put resumes in somewhere. I see. I sent Davis a, a link the other day. Somebody he needed a resume for. So that you can put your resume in. I don't know what I do over there. We sent that clip of you. Loving Denny, just in case that helps. So I send that to you. Said it. I appreciate yeah. that. Yo, what's up, everybody? We're off to Phoenix for championship race weekend. I am a huge fan of Phoenix, man. Great food, good scenic areas, a lot of hiking. I'm a huge fan of Scottsdale. We love visiting the desert every year. And if you love Phoenix just as much as we do, you're in luck. Our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, has a market in the Phoenix area. Whether you currently live in Phoenix and want to sell your current home and buy a new one, or you want to move to the area, OfferPad.com can help you move out. Man, it's so easy to get the process started. All you need to do is log on to OfferPad.com, 
Tell them about your current home in the little five-minute form, and within a day, you'll receive an offer. If you go submit the form to get a cash offer on your home right now, you could be making plans to make your big move this time tomorrow. How cool is that? Don't forget all the great perks of working with OfferPad, like no showings, picking your own closing date, and a free local move by a topless Freddie and Brad. Whether you want to explore the Phoenix area or any other major markets across the U.S., do us a favor. Check out OfferPad.com right now. And when OfferPad asks where you heard about them, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. All right. It is time for Reaction Twitter. Once again, Favorite I had a part of the show. I was so calm this, this week. Is a There's really no way I got hate coming at me. Yep. There's a big the, show. It's the next to last show, Hannah. Stop fussing. You'll just be glad you're well, here. Well, you're here, yeah. It was way faster last week. Where are the tweets reason. at? I texted, texted you. I couldn't your print text them. messages. Brett, uh, oh. Freddie, if you got him up, you can go first. Yeah, Freddie's first. What a d- this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> Scrat. Uh, at Scruffy Scrat. Sounds, sounds legit. You're a mediocre spotter for a mediocre team. We know you guys aren't used to performing when it counts. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm a great spotter. What the <laughs> this guy is. I'm blocking him. I might block him right now, actually. Hold on a second. Let me go out there and block him. Um, next up, Jake at just State, Fa- State Farm. Just. What the? F- <laughs> what the hell is this guy? That says name? just hoop snaky. Just hoop snaky. What do you know about performing when it counts? Or just hoops naky. Uh, naky. Ooh. Uh, what? What? Oh, this is my tweet last night. I guess they're applying to. Screw you too, Jake. <laughs> Freddie data. <laughs> Freddie data. Data shows that whenever you're uh, doing good in the end of a race, you fu- you you crack, man. Like day crack. Time. You. <laughs> yeah, we get cracked from behind usually. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Stanley Sullivan. Oh, this is another one of my favorite ones. At Stanley 9603-1771. Legit name. Blubber Wallace would be better off driving a clown car. That's pretty funny, actually. I, I think I'm going to follow that guy. But what a <laughs> them first two guys are. <laughs> I mean, that's right, not very TJ, nice. Your turn. Whoa. Uh, I mean, I can tell you already this guy. His, what do you call the the, like his name? You got the app, but then you got his regular name. So I'd say it's like his name and his then Twitter his, handle or his something. Twitter handle. All right, it's uh, BB hashtag di nine. Dig baby, dig. Race fan three eight nine. He says y'all act like Joey doesn't piss everyone off weekly. The guy is ship. Um, <laughs> I don't think he said ship. No, nah, he didn't. Um, <laughs> he okay. say your ship or. Joey's ship. It, it Joey. Oh, poor guy. Because uh, he makes everyone mad. So, uh, again, I I'm can follow that guy. Where yeah, I know. I can bring up instances where I would love to see the tweet <laughs> this guy would send if we reverse the roles at Bristol again. I mean, what? Like, Joey races hard, and if you've got a problem with a guy that races hard, don't follow me, Joey, or anybody associated. But if you like a guy that races hard and wants to win, you, that's your guy. Jay Stevens, eight says, Oligano does half the time is wreck people or race them like crap. Nah, I can't block either one of these guys. Um, 
Is it a coincidence they both have Chase Elliott? It, it's all you, like um, pictures. Sure. If you call racing hard, if you got a problem with racing hard, then enjoy enjoy a miserable life when you're around the 22. So, <laughs> David Green, not David Green, not the. Sir? Dang, Bush Series champion? I know. Not the nineteen, time, right? Not the nineteen ninety five Bush Series champion. Remember he drove that Kodiak car? I always thought that was a pretty I car. Did, I always think of him in a Slim Jim car. Oh, oh, yeah. I always That's think of Slim Jim too. Slim Jim car. But uh, not the not the reigning ninety five champ here or the t- what is he a safety guy now? I don't know. He takes inspector? pictures. Yeah, he's like safety. He takes pictures yeah. when they come in wreck all the time. Uh, spotter. What is he? Spotter Brett is my favorite new Waze voice. Waiting for TJ Majors to release one so I can have someone to tell me to block. That's a good point. Imagine not having to use your mirrors. Imagine that. I'll follow David Green. <laughs> the old David Green needs you to block somebody. Yeah, David that, Green. That was sent on Halloween, too. That's a good guy. I just want to tell y'all that I've got a guy named Keith Edwards. His, his Twitter at is Beef. Underscore seven four two two. He has beef. He has managed to compile a whopping five followers on his Twitter. And he said, "Let me let me read this." He's back because he looked at me followers. This guy, I'm gonna read it. This perfectly. guy hit a nerve. Why didn't Clint let Harvick pass so C. Glad Briscoe is taking his place next year? <laughs> what the <laughs> f- did you say, Keith? What the actual f- was that? It wasn't in English. I think he was celebrating the Bush beer sponsorship. Kimberly Fuller replied. <laughs> Kimberly is uh, at Kimberly A0916. Keith, by the way, loves Donald Trump. Kimberly hates him. Okay. So now they're talking to each other about me, nonetheless. She says, me too. Sick of Clint. Waste of space on the track. Couldn't race his way out of a paper bag. Jealous of Kevin. That's why he didn't help him. Kimberly, what the are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to get the top ten in points, honey. Uh, Sweetie. Yeah, you guys go. I don't know, man. These people trip me out. Next one is David R. Fuller. His his Twitter is at David Fuller39. I assume that means he's 39 years old. SHR's two <laughs> drivers pulling a clown show again. Nothing new. What what I do wrong? Chop the hell out of the ten, I'd assume. The next guy. His name is Joe. His name is, is uh, Twitter is at Knowles underscore Titans underscore 11. Brett can dish it, but cannot take it. Tell him to unblock me so we can start our friendship over. Tell him to put a shirt on in his Joe, profile Joe, there's picture. one rule, brother. I don't I let that, anybody back on my Twitter that doesn't wear a shirt in their, in their profile Thank picture. you. I think that if guy you, talked to me this week, if too. If you take bathroom selfies or don't wear a shirt, you're out. <laughs> and I don't unblock. That's, that's not true. Yes, I'll leave. Half the pop. <laughs> Half the population would be okay with no shirt, but the other half is no good. If you're For blocked, you. the odds of you getting unblocked are really low, bud. I think that I I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but somebody made some kind of comment about Bubba, and I looked and he was shirtless in his profile picture, and I was like, "What a clown!" Look at this guy. This guy's gonna talk <laughs> about somebody. <laughs> he looks like me. Well, <laughs> let me see the other guy. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see the other guy. I mean, this guy. This guy literally. The, the first guy, the five-follower guy, he has a picture. He's in a church. You know what that guy looks like you just he's showed me? He's in a church with three crosses behind him, and, and it looks like he's attempting to be a religious guy. And then he's going to be non-Christian with his antics. Who's the guy? He's a Who's hypocrite. The guy he's in, a uh, heathen. Mike Tyson's punch-out, the uh, the big dude. You know uh, 
I don't know his name. King Hippo or something like that? Is it King Hippo? I think it's King Hippo. I'm going to go ahead and block this guy. I'm going to look it up real see you quick. Later, bud. What was that guy's name? Joe something? I want to see if it's the same guy. I don't know. I've already blocked him. I can't look him it up. It was Knowles underscore Titan underscore 11. Oh, yeah. That's him. What a jackass that guy is. <laughs> Put your <laughs> shirt on, clown. I just think it's funny. Are you guys jealous that he's <laughs> not afraid to go around? Without a shirt on, and you guys are. I, I take I'm my not shirt afraid. off. I put my shirt. Oh, on. oh yeah, I've oh, yeah. done it on this I'm show. That's because you lost a bet. It is King Hippo, but there's another guy I think too. I'm so tired of getting these text messages about the election. Tom Tillis, I don't understand. I'm getting text messages from uh, six three one area codes, which is Long Island, about Tom Tillis. Like I don't get it. Like what? How is this it's, happening? Geo sensing. Jeez. Yeah, I just got one. Cal Cunningham will protect our health care where Tillis is working to take it away. Vote I, for Cal tomorrow. I get some. I feel like mine's like the Desperate Housewives. Like, I got one the other day. It's like, Cal Cunningham's tweeting, uh, cheating on his wife. He's still, I'm like, what in the hell? Now I got gossip on Cal Cunningham on my, t- on my text message. See, I always get them if they're not like even TMZ. my name. It's like, hello, Gerald. Can we count on your vote? And I'm like, I am not Gerald. I'm Jacqueline lately, by the really? way. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been Gerald. Jacqueline I've been a just couple. gave somebody your number. That's what happened. Uh, Probably. I'm Jacqueline. Hello, Jacqueline. I'm like, Do y'all, uh, y'all been? I, I've won so many prizes from PayPal here lately. Y'all ever get them? No. I've won so many. Damn oh, on thing. your email? Yeah, I've yeah. won so many. Collect your money. Yeah. Apparently, okay. my Netflix has been de- deactivated. My Amazon, like I get all those. You know, I know. Spam. That's, the, that's the newest thing. Hey, your account got deactivated, so they want people to ch- click the link. Yeah. I. Uh, that, I don't like sitting on this side I'm of the just, table. I'm just sharing something with TJ that my daughter just texted me. And I'm just, it's foreshadowing for him that those days Hell are Hell no. That's Amazon <laughs> next day. That's what happened. Or your, or Claudia. No way. How old is she? 13. Whew, I got two, three Was more years of that. Holy dude. Sorry, bro. It's coming. It's coming. Sorry, Ooh. TJ. Xfinity Fast Lane. It's time to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. We're going to jump into our weekly Fast Lane segment where we'll ask six questions and time each person to see who can answer the fastest and how many you can get right. First one here is going to be TJ. I got to find these questions. Does that mean I go first? I'll let you win. All right, TJ, ready? Wait, hang on. Let me look up how many stage points Joey got real quick. (laughs) Uh Question one, how many stage points did Joey Logano get at Martinsville? 12. Who finished last at Martinsville? Oh, really? Uh, oh, you should know Busher. Yeah. What? Which Xfinity Series playoff driver finished the lowest at Martinsville? Xfinity Series playoff driver? Oh, man. That's trick or treat. Uh, Sieg. Okay. Which of the seven dwarves does not speak? Grumpy. What is the largest ocean on Earth? Pacific. How many reindeer does Santa have, including Rudolph? You know Dasher and Lancer and Dunder and Blitzen. Nine. That's d- Dunder. <laughs> Damn, he Dunder. got it right. Who the hell I got is right. Dunder? I don't, I don't, I don't like know Dunder. Dunder. Mifflin. It's, a, it's a placeholder. <laughs> is there another? Dunder Mifflin. Is there another one? No, that was it. Yeah, I got two. Congratulations, you got two. That's Man, a win. Logano had nine Bus stage points. Garrett Smithley finished last. Uh, Busher was second. Poor Garrett. Garrett. That guy's car wouldn't crank. And then once he got it started, it wouldn't keep starting. I what know. car was he in? 77. 
Yeah, he's usually. Oh, that's right. Joey was. I was gonna say I thought it was Davison, but I guess he blew up or something. One of them five cars. I would have bet money on Busher. Did you guys see? uh, Who was it? Yaley and Quinn Half that literally wrecked each other for last place. Yeah, it might have been Joey Yaley. Does anybody say that guy's name the same? Everybody says his name differently. Half is that Half? Huff, they all say Huff. We were talking last night. You want to know why someone told me how you say it? Half. It's Half. Is in that car. Ever since we've grilled him <laughs> about Texas, it's gotten better. He has gotten Quinn has gotten better. Have you? I don't know if we. He's already. We didn't think he was gonna pass Larson. He that was must have been a, like a goal of his because he was like, I'm on it, and he destroyed that. So Quinn's actually been quietly okay. I literally talked to him that morning of Texas and told him his Andrew that cooks for uh, Starcom. Was like, hey man, stop picking on my guy, and I'm like, tell your guy to stop doing dumb, and we'll stop picking on him. And that day was the day that he pitted from like <laughs> the top Whataburger, line. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and wrecked everybody. But ever since then, he's been fine. Maybe so. Maybe he didn't register I, that day, but the next day was. I fine. honestly think he's gotten a lot better. Like he he realizes when not what car is not to really you know. The just, bar was pretty low. He couldn't have got a whole lot worse. Yes, it's true. But, <laughs> But, but he is. But he has been better. I'll he's give him that. better than some of the cars that have fives in them. Is yeah. he? What percentage of cautions this year have been brought out by fifty-one, fifty-three, and then? <laughs> yeah. What percentage? Is he going back to the Starcom next year? Like, is that? Uh, who knows? Uh, I don't know. But I, those guys just put themselves in dangerous situations sometimes when I don't know if they know what's coming. I, I don't know nothing. Sometimes I don't know. They're just they make bad luck for themselves sometimes. All right, Freddie. It's your turn. My turn. We're still doing this fast lane Great. deal. God, we're taking it forever. Yeah, B2. Okay, ready? Sure. Which track did Bubba Wallace earn his second best finish in 2020? <laughs> I have, uh, uh, Vegas. Which Ford led the most laps on Sunday at Martinsville? Ford? Uh... 50-50 shot right here. Brad. How many uh, laps did A.J. Allmendinger lead in the Xfinity race? Ooh. Uh, 63. Ooh, so close. How many yeah. years did Michael Jordan play college basketball? Four. <laughs> Who was the wife of Shrek? Oh, Fiona. Yeah. How many days can a cockroach live without his head? We tied. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I bet it's like a week. Bubba's second best finish was at Vegas. Um, Ryan Blaney led the most laps as a Ford. Almondinger led 68 laps, so you're close there. Uh, MJ played college basketball for three, three years, years, and yeah. a cockroach can live without its head for seven days. All right, Brett. Can't believe you didn't know that one. I don't believe you. Brett, you're up. Let's try it. How many top tens has Clint Boyer scored to this date, uh, scored to date this season? 11. <laughs> Which Toyota finished highest on Sunday? Toyota. Uh, Truex. for a loose wheel. Dude, I don't want to pay attention. How many cautions did the Xfinity Series race have? <laughs> Let's go to the next one. You know. uh, the Xfinity Series, eight. What is a body of water that surrounds a castle called? Oh, a moat. Damn. Who is Minnie? That is not how you spell Minnie. Who is Minnie Mouse's best friend? Mickey. <laughs> they're doing each. They're mousing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they married? Don't you marry your best friend? How yeah. many players are on a polo team? Oh, you know this. It's just the guy and the horse. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of what kind of polo are we talking about? Water? Horse, I horse things? I didn't write these questions. 
The horse polo it, yeah, thing? Yeah, water. It was said water polo if it was water. I got that one right. Seven. Water polo. He tough. only got one right. Yep. I don't know how the horses don't drown in that water polo game. Freddie, it's up to me and you. He only got one. So Boyer had 12 top 10s so far this oh. season. You were one off. Kyle Busch was the highest finishing Toyota. The Xfinity Series race had 10 cautions. Minnie Mouse's best friend is Daisy Duck. And there are four p- uh, players on polo team. Tiebreaker. How many pages? How many pages in the novel War and Peace? TJ, guess. Whoever gets the closest. Cause... Oh man, I don't know. Seven fifty. Okay, Freddie. Six twenty. TJ's closest is twelve twenty-five. Dominance. That's two in a row. We're always thinking fast on door bumper clear, and so was Freddie's boy, Denny Hamlin, because he had this week's Xfinity fastest lap at Martinsville. You know something else that's fast? Xfinity X-Fi. Man, it's more than speed, too. It's reliable, secure. You're safe and connected throughout your entire home. Speaking of Xfinity, follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter and stay connected with exclusive behind-the-scenes NASCAR content. Shout-out to Xfinity, premier partner of NASCAR and our podcast. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. First one from Glenn Thomas Jr. You spoke of the 100% rule last week. Care to further explain that rule with the 20 running half throttle to stay behind the 11 to keep him in the playoffs? I meant to go look on SMT. Glenn Thomas Jr. is the mini stock racer of all mini stock racers, for one. It's a buddy of mine from up north. Um, Listen, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this because obviously Denny is great and I don't want to see him get knocked out of the playoffs. But. I don't know that you can – obviously, you can go back and look at data and see that his lap time slowed down. I don't have an issue hey, – don't be stealing my damn words. I, I don't have an issue with a guy riding behind – because you can see it. It wasn't even the 20. It wasn't just the 20, I should say. It was the 19 also because the 19 came on tires with about three to go, and he rolled, He was hauling ass and got to the 20, and he stopped and rode behind the 20, which was riding behind Denny. Um, so I don't really have an issue with that as much as I would have had an issue if – Clint and and the 10 backed up to Kevin and let Kevin go by. But I don't know. I really can't justify my position on either one. I would just I just feel like you have the option to pass the guy or not and and but if you if you blatantly stop and let I you know I saw Brett got a lot of hate last night from people saying that Clint should have let the 4 by. I, I don't that would have been especially and I don't know what the radio transactions were. Um, transmissions, I should say. Um, where were they telling the twenty not to pass him? Because that's kind of blatant. That I don't know. I don't. I, I like. I, I. I don't have any justification for it. But I just have. I feel like I don't know where you guys stand. I just the hundred percent rule in a rule anymore. How, how do you? How do you even measure the hundred percent rule? Are you going to truly go back and look at every yeah. single driver's data over every single lap of every single race? No. No. I don't. I don't. I mean. Uh, if the if the tables are turned next year, are you going to pass Denny? No. TJ, are you going to pass Brad? Uh, no. You can say no. I, say no I, I don't TJ. think you can. I don't think it, if cars would have pulled off to pit, you know, things were happening like that. I think that's a different story than you're manipulating stuff. But I don't. There's it, ten laps to go in the race. You're Eric Jones. You're out of the playoff. Your teammate Denny Hamlin is going to make it if you do not pass him. Are you going to pass him? I'm not going to pass him. Nope. Would you expect? Would you expect if you're in, you're running third last night and you need one point and Blaney's behind you? Would you expect Blaney to run behind you? Uh, 
probably I expect him to be aware of the situation and make a good decision. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Decision, I mean, the good decision would be to ride behind you. Like, yeah, I don't know. You, you, that just the way it goes, and I, I don't have an issue with that. I don't think I, I still have no. I don't even know where I stand on this, but I would have it. Like I said, I would have a bigger issue if the fourteen just laid over and let the four go versus the twenty not passing the eleven. And I, I can't explain that because it's it's the same exact situation really. But I, I don't know. I don't know why it would be different in my mind. But I, I don't have an issue with it not passing a guy versus just moving over and letting a guy go. Yeah, I don't think there's a guys just riding, you know, and because there are guys just riding to get to the end of the race at, at some point. I think if you try to, I think if there's some manipulating of cautions and stuff like that, I think you think that's an issue at, at some point. Like if you know a guy's not going to make it, then you got a guy trying to do something to get him back in contention or something like that. I don't know. It, it's a it's a slippery slope for NASCAR at times with that, and I don't know. Just let them handle it. Yeah, I mean I, the hundred percent rule. I don't. I don't see hundred percent going. I don't understand a way you can enforce it. Like it's it's not possible. So second question here in Ask DBC from Bagwell's mom. Uh, this one's more to. Brett, but I guess if everyone else has one too. What in honor of Brett and Clint's last race together, what is your favorite Clint Boyer memory? Zero percent chance we can tell any of our Clint Boyer stories on here. <laughs> the best uh, ones. I don't think you can tell the best ones uh, or remember I, them. Hands down at the racetrack is Cash running down the front stretch to his dad when yeah. he won Martinsville. That was epic television. That was epic emotion. That'll be a moment that Clint always remembers and always has close to his heart. Uh, man, if that didn't touch you, you don't have a heart. I mean, that was super cool. A place that Clint been close to winning a few times and to finally get it done and have his whole family there to celebrate. You know, Presley was a little bitty thing. Laura came running down the front stretch with her too. Like, that's by, by far my, my favorite memory. Um, off the racetrack, favorite Clint Boyer memory? Man, I don't know. I, I know mine, but we can't probably talk about it. Mine involves a, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that story. <laughs> so I think I might have even told that story on here before, but uh, I made the mistake. So being from Long Island, not I don't I just never was around guns ever in my life. Well, they're like, illegal like, up there. They're, they're illegal, and I just it was never a thing. Like I don't know why, but it was just never something I got involved with. Never hunted. Never did nothing. So I made the mistake of telling Brett and Clint that I'd never shot a gun before. So we go up there for dinner, and uh, there may have been one or two gallons of alcohol involved. And the decision was made that this is going to be the night that I shoot my first gun. And my wife was having a heart attack because probably should not be operating a gun at the condition that we were in. And Clint didn't go get like a 270 or a He went and got a oh, freaking elephant gun, like he, a gigantic Well, first rifle. he gave me a pistol, and it was like, oh, shoot at this can. And I didn't realize that this <laughs> filled the can with tannerite. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so I'm shooting at this can. I, obviously, I didn't hit it with a pistol. So the next thing, he's like, I'm going to get something else. The next thing, I don't even know what the hell I was shooting the next time, but it was a gigantic, I could have killed Dillner with this thing. Um, but it was it was ridiculous, and my I, it was the first and only time I've ever shot a gun, and I don't remember it really. So it was great. But you're it, not. Uh, but he's just a hang out with Doug. I mean, Doug always says he's from Gunwave in New Haven. So <laughs> just ask him. That is a fact. Clint loves boats. Clint loves to have a good time. 
Catalina wine mixer. You'll uh, <laughs> you'll you'll you you don't not have fun around Clint Boyer. I mean, no matter what you're doing, you have fun. I mean, we've been fortunate to do a lot of fun things together. So uh, it's going to be weird though, because Clint had to remain somewhat responsible because of his job. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, I mean, he trains really hard. Like, he has a trainer, and she kicks his butt all the time, and he's in amazing shape, and. And he's going to stay doing that, I think, honestly. Well, he ran out of Phoenix that one time. He looked like he's in pretty good shape. <laughs> but but when you take the part out that – I mean, he doesn't have to be responsible anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of for TV. I mean – A little bit. Not really. I mean, he could – I'm so scared. <laughs> I don't know what Clint Boyer's going to be like, man. Like, I don't – you know, I was talking to somebody on the way here, and I was like – they were like, hey, how's Clint doing? I said, look, this won't really hit him until Daytona week, right? Because you're yeah. at the end of the season. You're tired. You know, you worked your butt off to make the playoff. Now you're out. You're trying to get top ten in points. Like, there's so many things you're working toward. But when you leave Phoenix, it, it's going to feel a little bit different. But it really doesn't feel completely different until you get to Daytona next year. And he's year. not in the car, yeah. And he's not I, in the uh, car. And and he goes into Daytona 500. <laughs> like, he may party every single night that week. Imagine uh, when I saw the Xfinity schedule come out and I saw two Xfinity races at Martinsville, I thought of two guys that are going to be in TV. Yeah. Wow. What an opportunity for that. And I want, I actually went to Clint and I said, I have a sponsor that would run you at Martinsville Xfinity race, but he won't commit to anything right now. You know, he's, he's waiting to see. I will. Good and well. The minute we leave Daytona next year, he's going to be itching to get back in a race car. Oh yeah. And and I think it's going to be before that. I think it helps guys like AJ to go back and race because then they get on TV, man, they know exactly what they're still talking about. hundred percent. Yeah. And not to mention those Xfinity cars. They're fun to drive. Are Right up Clint's alley. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think say, that'd be. My favorite Clint memory is I never actually met him. I'd interviewed him a couple times, and it was at Bristol, the cup race, the day after I called Riley Herbst. And <laughs> thought my life was over, and I was standing behind the stage. Never met Clint before. And Clint walks up and grabs a hold of my ponytail, pulls it, and he goes, hey, if you get fired, I'll hire you. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to hire you for or how you'll work for me, but if you get fired for this whole deal, let me know, and I'll give you a job. He goes, that was the coolest shit I've ever heard. And again, I have never had a conversation with Clint in my entire life. And I was yeah. like, okay, I remember, well, Clint Boyer thinks it's okay. I guess I'm okay. There's just, never a quiet moment with Clint because even Dell Jr. and Kevin got into it in, Xfinity, in a bush race at, at Bristol one time. They kind of came up, Kevin kind of came across Dell Jr.'s nose in the backstretch. You know what cars do at Bristol. Yeah. They're standing at driver intros for the cup race behind that stage deal. And, <laughs> yeah. and they were, you know, I think Kevin made a comment and Dell Jr.'s not like, Gonna start understanding. Kevin's like, "Well, you know, you know, I shouldn't have done this." And Del Jr.'s like, "Well, I should have turned you." And Clint was saying, "He just Clint was the guy that Del Jr. told me about." He's like, "Clint just bugged." He's like, "Huh? Well, this just got awkward." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it just from that point on, it was fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Clint's that type, man. Like, he just he's the life of the party, man. I don't he's know. he's I don't always know. been one of my favorite ones to interview on pit road. I don't know if you guys Super know this nice. or not, but Cal Cunningham will protect our health care. <laughs> Uh, Tom Tillis is working to take it away. Oh, yeah, you got it too. That one just come through. Oh yeah. boy! All right, we got one more Ask DBC question, and it is our offer pad question of the week. If you had unlimited resources to create your ideal backyard at your home, what would it look like? I do want a pool, a hot tub that flows into the pool, just like a oasis type scene. I told Megan that, like, we talked about this last week about a pool. And I told Megan, I'm, she's like, well, our backyard's not really big enough for a pool. And I said, I don't need a big pool. I just need one for me. 
Like, can you make can you make a one person pool? Like, dig it in and yeah, they're they're, they're thirty five dollars. <laughs> no, no, I want I, mean, no. I want, I want a nice. They're pool, not but... even that much. Dollar General's got the little plastic no, no, ones. No, for... no, no. I want like <laughs> a, grass. I want like a nice. That's true. I want like a nice in ground pool, but I don't want it to be very like it just needs to be big enough for me. I'm not going swimming. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in some. Hey, some uh... hey, Freddie, this is the pool company. <laughs> show us who you want the show us how big you want the pool. All right, I'm gonna lay down. I'm gonna lay down. Yeah, just trace me right here. This is what I want. <laughs> I mean, I'm not Michael Phelps. I ain't looking to swim in this son of a. <laughs> I'm just looking to get in it. Like I don't need. We don't. We're not. We're not making laps here. I mean, just to hold water. <laughs> Freddie gets in and I have much water left. Those are usually called bathtubs, Freddie. No, hell, I'm not getting I got a nice bathtub. I've never sat in it. Megan has. Clint's got a pretty you sick backyard. I mean, really? Yeah, he's got the uh, the pool with the, and it's called a zero gravity pool mm. where you walk in, you don't have to go in steps. And he's got the uh, waterfall coming in, and he's got like this big rock thing built where you can jump off the top into nice. the deep end. So, not a diving board, but probably a. A bad decision wall. An eight-foot wall. <laughs> Pretty um, much. Talk about, about bad decisions. Remember that time Dale Jr. jumped off the... No, I'm not talking about that. Key West. <laughs> no, I wasn't. The, was it the roof? No, I wasn't. In, no, what, what are you talking about? Were you back when he cracked his head open? No. No, I'm not talking about oh. he cracked his head open. No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> when Jimmy took him to the hospital. No. Uh, <laughs> talking when he jumped off, like, y'all were in Key West somewhere, he jumped off the top of his house into the pool. Uh, anyway. Oh, no, there's a gate there. Yeah, he did that all the time. Yeah. That was easy. That was easy. That's easy to do. There's a there's a balcony on the bedroom out back. Well, they actually they did a really smart thing. Instead of us climbing over the balcony and jumping, they just put a gate there, so it was really easy. So you, you just kind of open it up and jump. Yeah, just open it up and jump. So, but Clint's backyard. So he's I'm got the swim up bar. We did things there. You know, he's got the big he's got the big uh, pizza oven thingy. Like mm, he's just yeah. he's got a really nice setup. That's how I would do it. Like I could have a little tiny house and be okay with it, but I want a big backyard because I want to host stuff. Like Is the I want pool heated. Yeah. Oh, nice. sounds like you just had Clint's Let's retirement go. party We're scheduled. Going. Yeah, I was gonna say, let me know when the uh, retirement party. Pizza, is. swimming, and Freddie don't, jumping off a rock. Don't, <laughs> do not tell me when the retirement party is. I don't want to go. I want to go just to sit back and watch. I dread when we're watching just races. Watch all of you. This is something that happens, and I I tell Brett this because he's normally standing next to me. When Clint is leading a race, I am sweating bullets because I know that if this son <laughs> wins, my hangover the next day is going to be atrocious. <laughs> like Megan, be much Megan, worse will, than the days is. Megan will start texting me like, "Oh my god, I hope Clint doesn't win." <laughs> like, <laughs> like I feel bad for him because we're all like, I love the guy, but. I hate to. F- I hate when he wins a race. Clint, Clint re- Clint's leading with ten to go. Megan's out there cleaning out the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> back what seat. A ca- mess. What'd that note say? Back seat Casanova. Back seat Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we just uh, hit the white flag on the 2020 season here championship preview at Phoenix. A uh, lot of guys. This is the final race for Jimmy Johnson um, included here. <sighs> Man. Enjoy it because we're probably never going to see Jimmy Johnson's. There's probably it's going to be hard to have another Jimmy Johnson in our sport in mm-hmm. our era. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard. He, Jimmy's um, accomplished a ton. Twenty so. years, seven championships. Uh, just a stellar guy. You know what I mean? I, I don't think there's a better ambassador for our sport than Jimmy Johnson. I hope he doesn't go away. I, yeah. I, I really wish. And, and Clint and I were talking about this a few weeks ago. I wish there were ways to keep guys like this around. You know, nothing against Kip, but make him a pace car driver. You know, make him something. something. I, I hate to see guys of his stature yeah. and status just completely go away. You know, and, and, and I mean, look, what he and Chad done is crazy. Chad's obviously retiring from the pit box. 
um, Clint's last race in the Cup Series potentially ever. Definitely his last full time season. Um, Matt Kenseth, don't know. I, I hadn't really heard what his he plans needs are to retire. or what, what he's thinking. He needs to quit. Um, he's had a rough. Yeah, he's had a rough couple years. But, man, I mean, look, Matt's a great guy, champion, a hell of a race car driver. Super good um, race car driver. It's just – it's like, I mean, I went up to Jimmy at Daytona before the Daytona 500, and I said, man, all my buddies are retiring. And he said, that should tell you something. And he was hinting that I need to retire. So, uh, it just it's just – I mean, it's hard to watch because these are guys I grew up with in the sport. You know what I mean? This shows me that with these guys, how they're – Matt and – uh you know, Jimmy, they haven't been able to adapt to this stuff as good as they, you know, as the cars. They, they, man, Matt used to start 35th every single week because he could not qualify a race car and win the race. He used to start in the 30s, second round qualifying type guy back in the day. And, I mean, phenomenal race car driver. Uh, all these guys, man, even in Chad. And why do you think Jimmy got booed so much? I don't know. Because he won. I don't know. Because he won. How many races did he win a year there for a while? 10, 12 I, races a year? I mean, it's crazy to say this, but it's almost like some people quit watching because he was winning so much. Exactly. But, like, Jimmy, man, it, it's, enjoy it, man. He, He's like Tom Brady going out. We talk about this on the show about the package and, and how these two are – Jimmy Johnson is one of the best race car drivers to ever live. But but you're not – you're not on the edge. Like Jimmy Johnson made his living being on the edge when everybody else, you know, sideways, he, he out was of turn sideways four, over every single lap, every lap, and and just drove the shit out of the car. And, he usually spun out once a race and, too, and still won. Oh yeah. And and now you know we talk about the package and and just that's I mean I don't blame these guys for wanting to get out because their 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 skill level isn't used. You know, um, so this is a different type of race. Yeah, it's now. just a different kind of racing. So you know, credit like like TJ and Brett said. You know this. This was the the goat of our era. You know this. The late. You know, obviously, he was the best. Maybe the best to ever do it. If not, you know, top. He's definitely on the Mount and Rushmore. If you don't like, if you don't like Jimmy, if you spent fifteen twenty minutes hanging around oh. him, you would like Jimmy. Oh yeah, for sure. And that goes with a lot of these guys too. Same thing with. I mean, Clint. Obviously, you spent fifteen twenty minutes with Joey. He's the same way. So. Did you see Corey LaJoy's hat that he wore this weekend? Did said not. make cup cars hard to drive again. Cup. It was like a MAGA hat, but it was like make cup cars hard to drive. It was red. Corey LaJoy <laughs> got screwed more than anybody I've ever seen last night. What did he do on the restart he, that was so wrong? Nothing. He, he did the same tires, thing yeah. that everybody else always does, but the fact that he was Corey LaJoy and not Chase Elliott, he got a penalty for I, it. I don't understand. I watched the restart, and he just took off he, when he got there. He took off a little early, like just you know maybe a half a car length before the box, and – if if that's you or Brett or any big name in the sport, that's what they do every restart. But because Corey, I didn't even think he didn't even even if he went early, I didn't think it was wrong. Like right no. there, if it was because it was Corey LaJoy that he got a penalty. There How was, often the, is he on the front row to restart a race? The best race <laughs> I mean, of the day on, was Corey LaJoy, Cole Custer, and Ryan Newman. They battled and battled and battled. Like it was so fun to watch. That was. That was what was keeping You're me entertained. You're not supposed to be watching that. You're supposed to be watching your car. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. No wonder you got turned into turn. Oh, you okay? <laughs> All right, next part of this preview here. Uh, TJ is racing for the championship, second time with Joey in the championship four, and you won that Phoenix Spring Race. Are they just supposed to comment on this, right? Yeah? Yeah. Listen, that does it, it could be any track we're going to right now, and, you know, I would say there's there's one guy that I know would be 100% prepared and ready for that race, and it will be Joey. He knows what, and Joey's very good when he knows what to 
when Joey knows what the goal is and what, what he needs to accomplish, he's very good at running that race, knowing what he's after. So um, looking forward to it. He's obviously a championship driver. I'm glad to be racing in it again with him. And uh, we're going to have to earn it. We got three other guys that are fast right now, good, and ready. To, you know, Brad's trying to win his second. You got two guys that have been Denny's racing, trying to win one. Chase is trying to get one. Uh, it's going to be tough. We got a lot of speed at that place with for all these guys. So uh, looking forward to it. I got to be honest, and I'm not just going to say this because he's sitting here. I'm pulling for anybody but Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're pulling for nobody but the 11. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Denny. No, I mean, obviously, it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for TJ, Joey, and these guys put the word. Nobody prepares. We give TJ a lot of stuff, crap on here about, you know, how much he invests, how much time he invests in preparing and stuff and watching videos and watching SMT and, and looking at the data. But they're going to be prepared, man, and it's going to be a hell of a battle. Um, I still hope he doesn't win because I don't want to listen to him next week <laughs> talk about that. But uh, but good luck, buddy. Thanks. All right, we got our championship four picks for the trucks. Your championship four are Sheldon Creed, Grant Enfinger, Brett Moffitt, and Zane Smith. Freddie, you can start. I can tell you who's going to have the most speed will be Sheldon Creed, but he usually finds a way to lose a race. I'm going to take old Brett Moffitt. What a great name. <laughs> Moffitt? <Nope. laughs> I'm going to go uh, trucks. I'm going to go with somebody that I saw that showed, you know, the will to do whatever it take, took to win a race with a truck that was subpar. And he's done it a couple times this year. And that's Grant. He's a good short tracker. Uh, Phoenix isn't exactly a short track, but I think Grant's going to be, you give him track position. He showed, he held off fast trucks in that truck race that I didn't think he could. Held off, pushed, whatever it took. He did whatever it took, and <laughs> that's what it takes to win a championship. Hey, you so, And like you said, Sheldon, super fast, but just has that moment where he just makes a, makes a bad mistake. And you are you can't do that in, in the championship race. Moffitt will be a factor, but he just hasn't quite had the speed here in the last, I don't know, a couple months that he normally has had, I don't think. He just and, won. Where? Kansas. Yeah, but didn't uh, – I thought he was, like, kind of – Hannah dropped the D-bag. Zane Smith dropped the P-word. I'm going with Zane Smith. <laughs> Bless. All right, Xfinity, Chase Briscoe, Justin Allgaier, Justin Haley, Austin Sendrick. Bunch of Midwest boys. We'll start with Freddie again. Uh, Justin Allgaier. I think he is really, really, really good at Phoenix. Man. I wonder who TJ's going to be. Yeah, this is going to be big. So I think I think the favorite going into there has got to be Allgaier because of his speed at Phoenix, and it's one of his better tracks. But, man, he's just one of them guys that just seems to find seems to find the bad luck at, at these places. Um, it's going to be hard to – I think it's going to be a a Chase and Cindric show. I, that's, what, that's my gut. And oh, you mean like the rest of the season? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, it's going to be tough. I think I think Chase has had a little more success and little at times this year. Uh, looking for a, you know getting to the Cup Series. I got. I think Briscoe is going to pull it off. Uh, what he what he say? I think Austin's setting himself up for a championship run for next year. That's that's going out. Wow, of that's on a limb. I think the '98 car is the fastest and best car in the Xfinity Series. I think the fact that you're giving these four 
the top four spots to start in just just to me seals the deal for Chase Briscoe. I think he's I think he's in the fastest car. If he can't win, it's because Justin Allgaier is that good at Phoenix. And last one here is the Cup Championship for which I feel like a lot of these we all know Freddie's going to pick Denny. <laughs> and we all know who TJ's going to Yeah, we pick. all know who TJ's going to pick. Brett, who you got? <laughs> but it's, yeah, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Brad Kozlowski, Denny Hamlin. Brett? Obviously, you got two Fords in it. Both of those guys have already won a championship. Not that they're not hungry for a second. Chase Elliott has had unbelievable speed. I was one of the first people that Denny Hamlin called before he took a job at, at Joe Gibbs Racing. The biggest mistake Brett Griffin ever made professionally was not signing this kid. Um, I got a phone call. I was obviously managing Elliott, and, and a guy named Michael Perkins called me, and Denny Hamlin was sitting in the car with him, and he put Denny on the phone, and Denny was like, hey, Joe Gibbs Racing wants to sign me to a Bush Series contract, and I don't know what to do. And I was like, okay. He's like, I need help. I was like, okay, what do you want? He's like, well, I want to be able to buy a house and buy a car and, you know, start racing for these guys and make an airplane and a race team. And I was like, all right. Um, I didn't want to, you know, represent two people and, and go to Elliot with, hey, I got this deal. What do we do? Like, I didn't know what to do. I, I was young myself. You know, I was in my 20s. And so I handed him off to a guy named Eddie Jarvis, who was <laughs> uh, managing Tony Stewart at the time. And, uh, Damn, was I dumb. What an idiot. What a f***ing idiot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, I, I, for personal reasons, uh, I want to see Denny Hamlin win this thing. Me too. <laughs> for personal reasons. <laughs> for personal reasons. I hope to disappoint you. Both. I think I honestly think that Chase Elliott's going to win the championship. What a crazy thing that would be. Again, these four are starting in the front four. Um, Outside so, front so, row. So, stage one. I don't even think it's a race. I think these four are gone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's going to be hard for anybody. You can't pass at Phoenix. It's really hard in a Cup car to pass. Well, I, I, I think it, I think it goes back to as we see this race play out: pit stop, restart, track position. I think this race could see the first a first time champion that doesn't win the race. Yeah, I think you throw Harvick in there. Harvick could win it. I think Harvick's going to try to ruin what the show. What this race needs, he's going to try to stink it up. He's what, going to. I mean, he's he might. pissed. He's and he might. Yeah. What this race needs is a competition caution at lap 311. <laughs> and then it's on. Automatic green-white checker. Yeah. Like, so if that happens, who wins? Uh, it, you, probably. <laughs> uh, Why? What are you trying to I've say? Se- I've seen you run through the back of people on the last lap. Uh, but, if, but if I go back through data this, shows. I mean, the, re- the reason I don't pick Justin <laughs> Haley is because I think he's got to get better at restarts. Yeah. I don't see him being a super aggressive guy at restarts. And you better be a freaking animal. And I know – Good and well, those four in that Cup Series, they're all animals. They're aggressive. They're going to make a show out of this thing. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Obviously, bittersweet watching you know, Clint crank the car for the last time. Hopefully, we have a good day, man. A top ten would, would be great. Um, but I, I think, TJ, I, mean, I, I truly think Harvick goes up there and tries to stink this thing up. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, very well could. I wish that uh, – I'll tell you, there's one thing that I got to do when Dell Jr. retired that – is I don't think you're going to be allowed to do, is we were allowed to go and meet at the car with the crew guys for one last time all together and uh, even brought a cooler of beer out, which was kind of cool. We got yeah. to stand around the car and BS for a little while. Nobody was in a – you know when these races end, we want to go home. Yeah. You know, if you don't win, you want to go home. And that was one time where I went down there and, man, we sat around the car and just – 
talked for a while. It was it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun to do that. Yeah, we did that with Elliot. You know, that's the unfortunate thing about this year is I don't I didn't get a chance to know the fourteen guys. I mean, we only went to a couple three races. And then we're quarantined and spotters can't go inside. And, I mean, you know, like you, you literally mm-hmm. – I didn't yeah. get to know the guys, which we're on an island. Um, and, and, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's the same for everybody. All right, you guys got anything to rant about? No. I don't think we so. Hit, we hit everything early on. I think I'm good. We only got one more show left this year. But before that, we got to pick DBC picks. Has Mike, oh, Davis, yeah. has Mike Davis picked up your contract option yet, TJ, for next year? I haven't heard a thing, man. Me either. Radio silence. You guys may be – have you picked up a spotting contract offer no. this year yet? <laughs> no, I'm leaning more and more toward part-time, man. I'm getting old. <laughs> when are we going to hear that announcement? I don't know. Next week? Probably wait a little while. I don't have anybody left to pick on DBC picks. TJ, just pick Quinn Huff so me and Brett can yeah, break so our it's tie. Got, Brett and Freddie are tied, so whoever picks the best is going to win the championship. suck. I'm refusing to pick this week. <laughs> just pick Quinn Huff. I am not picking this week. Are the gray ones the I'm ones out. you've already picked? Yeah. Wow, you're, nothing gets by you. Freddie goes first. For the championship. And I am truly I, I'm truly at a loss here. I'll take Alex Bowman. I was going to say you should Damn, that's who I was going to take. Yeah. I was going to win that race with Alex Bowman that one time. Then it all broke loose. Hold on a minute, Jason. Just mute all this silence. <laughs> I'm truly, I don't have a Mute here. the silence. That doesn't make any sense. Sound, man. <laughs> Let's sing a song while you <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. You know what you can put in there? You know what that is? It's the sound of silence. I only have two people to pick from, really. It's William Byron or it's Eric Jones. It's Eric's final ride with Toyota. He's not going to be able to pass anybody. I, I I am going with Eric Jones to beat Alex Bowman. You almost pinched him in the curb one time in three and four when he was passing you. I know. I, I was, was like, oh, he's not going to wreck I was like, 11's inside. 11. That's the ele- By the way, that's the 11. No, I was talking about Eric. <laughs> oh, I know, but we almost did it too. Oh, okay. Yeah, by the way, I saw that too, and I was like, oh, no, they're not going to – they are going to hit. Nope, they're not going to hit. <laughs> Can you get fired before you even start racing for a team? I might. I'm working on it. You can't you can't get fired until you're hired. Yeah, they gotta hire me first. Well, who'd you pick? Uh, Eric Jones. Yeah, Eric Jones. Eric Jones. I'm gonna whoop your ass. Eric Jones in the house. <clears throat> Who did I have? I'm not picking because I refuse. You could pick Harvick. <laughs> you saved Harvick for the last race. I did. And I don't even need him. May happen. We're off to Phoenix. Give us Phoenix. a watch. Give us a listen. Uh, it's crazy, man. What a weird season. It's weird that this is the last race. Oh, normally, we're going to Homestead right now. I'm thinking about, you know, Isla Mirada and stuff like that. And Yeah, that'd be nice right now. We are going to – did you all see the weather for Phoenix? It's 91 yeah. day and then 60 the it's next day. It's 90 day. up till Friday and then 60 all weekend You might want to pack you your cold weather gear for Sunday. <laughs> might be chilly. It's usually windy out there. I'll be watching on my couch. A couple yeah. of dust tornadoes uh, out. In this the- season, I feel like Phoenix 1 was six years ago, and the rest of the season just flew by because we – it was such a condensed schedule. This is such a – it doesn't even feel like the end. Oh. Like, man, we're going to be cooking turkeys in three weeks or something like that. All right. Well, let's talk to you guys after Phoenix. I hope we're celebrating with drinking all this stuff here. TJ will drink it all if he wins. We got – I will drink if we win the championship. I will drink the entire show. When will show. you come home? What happens? Bet. Uh, I think we come home. Sunday night? I would say. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. But, uh, yeah. Good I will, luck, brother. This will be open and gone before the end of the show. 
Good Somebody's luck. Driving me I home. hope you finish second to Denny. It'd be great. <laughs> Brett, enjoy your last race with Clint. Oh, yes, sir. I'm going to try, man. Play, We're out. play that intro again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Word. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.